we are squawking dead and we're back from walker stalker atlanta just want to say that out loud and out front because i did say it yesterday when we did the giveaway uh winners which if you hadn't caught that i made it a full episode in audio and video formats both on youtube facebook instagram wait there's more mixer twitch and probably some other things who knows i forgot and uh, yes, it's available on all podio, uh, podio, podio, podcast platforms. Yeah, we'll call that now. We'll call them podios. Thank you. Podio. Good night, everybody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shortest episode ever. <laughs> Even shorter than yesterday. It was only nine minutes long in audio and 15 minutes long in video. I like to make notes of these things because it's pretty impressive to me and only me. With that being said, we will be having a, because we just talked about it now, we will be having a wrap up episode after this one. Not tonight, because we love you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. We're going to actually d- lean into the pre-recorded format that we talked about a couple of episodes back and then throughout probably uh, Fear the Walking Dead. And uh, oh, hey, guys, you're already giving us likes on the stream, you silly people on Instagram. I love you so much. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to let you know that we're going to start leaning into that a little bit more as we start getting back on track, as we have no housekeeping, except for one thing. And that is, uh, there's not as much, there's, there's two things. One isn't as much a housekeeping thing as it is a look to the future sort of thing. Because we are, I think I can speak for most of us, we are going to be going to Camp Merrimack in Memorial Day, this upcoming 2020 Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Tickets are already on sale. uh, And give some thought to that um, exclusive big-time VIP package, which comes with your hotel accommodations, meals already prepared for you so you can spend all day at the event. And Zora Aesthetics, you are giving me a lot, giving us a lot of likes, and I just love you for it. Um, which, uh, no, I said that wrong, but that's okay. I'll figure it out later <laughs> with you when I DM you. And how do I say that right? Um, but I love you anyway, because your, your art and your edits are ex- excellent. Because <laughs> I'm just mooning over you. Um, so, she's like, um, so, yes, give some thought to coming out to Camp Merrimack. Uh, uh, not Fall Bash, Camp Merrimack, and it's it's still a charity bash, but I think they're just going with Camp Merrimack. Um, so give some thought to do it to already signing up for that uh, in light of the second bit of not really housekeeping, but it's more of a news update. It looks as though James Frazier has stepped down from Walker Stalker. Now, for those of you who don't know the story of Walker Stalker, it was started by two fans who had a wonderful time on set uh, on the set of The Walking Dead. And they decided, hey, you know, we're this early adopter thing. And we want to get on the ground floor of the fandom because I think these people need a con, you know, and from there sprung a very, very, I'd say mostly well engineered con that has worked for many, many years. And in spite of some of the, I mean, when we went there last year, Carol, I mean, things went wrong. Um, And from that point forward, things started to, to, we didn't know the cracks, uh, the cracks were underneath the surface. And we had no idea until like the, some of the Walker stalkers got canceled uh, throughout the year. Um, And it came out and, and maybe this should have been something that was publicized sooner and you know hindsight isn't 2020 right but uh, and I want to make it some one thing clear um, we talked about this right before the episode we want as much as I want to do the entire breakdown of what happened I really do on the other hand uh, I came to the conclusion that there's no real reason to do that because I think a lot of people have already made up their minds about how they feel about certain things in spite of whatever I could say um, and that's not to say that I'm either making an indictment on Walker Stalker, James Fraser, or anybody like, I don't know James Fraser personally. I know there are some people that do and have some things to say about that. 
I know some things happened during the, uh, over the course of the weekend, whether they're just uh, crappy things that are beyond his control and that there are, there are incidents that happened that maybe he could have controlled. And I'm not going to address any of that. And I'll tell you why. Because, yeah, and I, I, part of what I said before, and that's um, there's nothing I can say or do to probably change anybody's mind or I could maybe give people some perspective on the matter. But beyond that, what I like to focus on, and this is what we do, um, part of what we do, Carol, uh, Rachel, back me up on this, is, is yes, we break down things to an absurd degree that <laughs> after the show you go, I think we went a little too far on that point. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, we, we, we beat it to death. It, it reanimated and then we killed it again. And then we just killed it some more to make sure it was dead. Yeah. yeah. But the, the most important thing and the reason why we do that, and this is the core of it, is that we do it to lay everything out, but also in the, in the sense of we, it's all about the love. It's all about the love of the fandom because a lot of the things you have to say about the shows have a lot to do with how you love the fandom. And I don't think doing an autopsy, which it, it the Walker Stalker isn't dead, but just for the sake of argument, <laughs> um, an autopsy um, on Walker Stalker doesn't really engender the love of the fandom, I don't think, in my opinion. And I don't know, I think this is the opinion of many people. Like, we can kill it, we can go through it, and we, I don't think we'll be able to heal from it. I mean, if, if you are injured by it. So what I'd prefer to do, um, and I'd like to get your opinions on this, because if you do want to know what we think about anything, you can always DM us. You, you know, there's, you can go to Squawk dead.com on the lower right hand corner there's the ability to dm the squawking dead account and um you can also dm us individually you if you haven't looked at our captions you could probably see where our individual accounts are and so you can get a sense of who we are what we're about uh what we think individually because we do have differing opinions on this which is another reason why i really don't want to go into the autopsy <laughs> because i mean I, I i will have um i will have a different opinion than carol i will have a different opinion than meg for sure <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Carol has different opinions than I, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I was going to say Cosmo on zero nine. Rachel has a different opinion than I do. Um, and Chris definitely has a different opinion than all of us. Yes. But I will say, I think the best thing to do from here on in is to really, um, just really give it a rest. Um, talk about what, what you loved about that weekend. And I know for those of you who went, there were some hiccups but for the most part, I think a lot of you got to see the people that you've seen online for the most part. You guys, have, even though sometimes when you met the the, the cast members that you met uh, and you've talked shit about Walker Stalker, you still like were grateful to be in their presence. You, you talk to them about everything. You, you kind of check in to see how they are. They check in and see how you are. And, part, and that's the thing I want to focus on. And it's and a lot of you are, you know, like uh, Aaron, Nightmare on Elm is, is saying, yeah, it's, Walker Stalker is by far the best kind of ever done even though there are always hiccups yeah and so it's it's let's just focus on the positive some of us had a very excellent fear the walking dead panel thomas o'mara i know (laughs) seriously if you haven't caught it we will we do have some footage from that from the panel for the most part i think we got most of it oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah uh so rachel Uh. actually had my phone but, yeah, Rachel, you say you, you kept dropping the phone because you were like, oh my God, this lot, panel's awesome. Yeah, uh, probably, <laughs> That's how yeah. good it was. I was watching it and I'm like, oh shit, I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have anybody to blame Thomas, it's, you, can blame her. you can blame her. It's yeah. right here. Sure. <laughs> Both, we had like a two-prong attack. Yeah, yeah. Between those two things. So we'll, we'll be getting that footage up sometime within the next month because Meg, Meg <laughs> is doing the editing and God bless her. She does A, she does a top 
top-notch job. I will say that much. But B, she does this for a living. So, you know, by her good graces, we will get it out to you and we will, we will we'll either do a separate video on social media or we'll do, we'll just do an episode on it so that we can all comment on it and, and join in the revelry. So I think that aside, I know I took a, what, like 10 minutes <laughs> of our valuable time to go through. But it needed to be said because uh, we will be talking about it further, but it just broke like literally hours before we got on. So um, without further ado, I'm your host, David Cameo. (laughs) We got OG Squawk and D. Carol G. And to my stage left is Cosmo Mom 9 Rachel Burt. And we're going to be talking about ghosts, spooky, spooky ghosts um, with you tonight. Uh, this is episode three. Episode, yeah, it's episode three because we're on episode 74. So that kind of screwed me up because I put more episodes. <laughs> I actually had it in line with the number that we have ah, for episodes. I know. I, not, I, got, I had to <laughs> knock it off. Um, yeah. Oh, one more thing. I do want to say uh, we finally posted the blog for our for the last episode uh so it's episode 72 which was which covered the last episode of the walking dead check that out uh there's some notes there nothing special but i just thought since it was released so late i'd alert you to its presence and then you could check it out and it has the links to the podcast um i think in the future i i want to also include links to the various video feeds as well i'm gonna try to figure out how to do that in a way that makes sense and without further ado let's get into the episode now um i'm gonna turn this over to Carol, and you just let me know, what are your impressions of this episode? This is very introspective. I mean, I think that Negan's sentence or statement to Aaron was basically kind of like the crutch of the whole thing, which was basically like, if you don't protect what's yours, well, how was it he said it exactly? He said, if you don't protect what's yours... Like it doesn't belong to you? It doesn't belong to... It's Eventually, it's not going to belong to to you. So it'll belong to someone else. And so I feel like that was kind of like the main thin thing between, because, you know, Aaron took that interpreted as like, are you saying that I didn't do what I needed to do to protect Eric? You could say the same thing for whatever guilt Sadiq has, which is a whole other story. That's a whole, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. (laughs) Um, And obviously like Carol, in terms of all of the children that have been in her care, you know, like, so, so it just seems like you have these different characters that are kind of grappling with, you know, they didn't, they did, they didn't protect what was theirs and they lost those particular individuals. And they're kind of all grappling with this, you know, they're haunted by these ghosts basically. Hmm. They're all being haunted by these ghosts. I was going to ask that question. Like what is the significance of ghosts, right? The the episode moniker, right? Yeah. Good call. That's how I interpret it at least as, as an overall. Yeah. Rach, what do you have to add to that? Um, I guess I, I mostly felt, (laughs) I mostly felt very anxious the whole time. Like, I'm anxious uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Like just everything that was happening. I mean, Negan didn't want to be where he was. And so he just was itching to get back. Aaron clearly didn't want to be around Negan. So he just, you know, that was a whole anxious scene and everything that Carol's going through. Like, I I mean, I was having a hard time telling what was real, what wasn't. And obviously he was too. Yeah. I just, it was very, like, I just, I felt very tense the whole time. (laughs) The episode did its job. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. It was ooky spooky. Yeah. They they never fail. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, who uh, was it? Mike? Was it Cutlets that directed this episode? No, it was. Um, I want to say okay. The director that directed this episode was the same one that directed. Oh, he was one of the early directors from the early seasons, and I can't oh. remember the. Um, I was going to link it to one specific episode. I just can't recall what it was. What it's called? You know who would tell me better? Um, if you go to at Fear TWDS on Instagram, she did an episode um, analysis on this specific one and mentioned the director's name. So check that out. You know, that's going to go in the show notes. <laughs> so a lot of this is like, can you believe what you're saying? And it seems like the whisperers are putting them into a state where they have to submit. I mean, a lot of this episode is not only about ghosts, but it's about being put into a state of submission. This constant reminders or constant um, nods to putting somebody in a state of submission, whether it comes to Sadiq, whether it comes to Aaron trying to put um, Negan in a state of submission, and then eventually Negan putting Aaron in a state of submission, forcing him into a state of submission. And then the overall of the whisperers putting our communities into a state of submission by just barraging them with, you know, overloading their senses by barraging them with walker attacks. You know, eventually enough walkers come about that can topple your walls. So they know that they're going to take care of their thing, even though they're well protected. But still, if you wear them down, and I'll say this much from the sneak peeks, it looks like from the AMC, and it's relevant to what I'm saying now, um, Judith herself in the sneak in the amc.com uh, sneak peek mentions this um, as Michonne is ferrying Eugene and I think also by the way Scott who's played by Kenrick Green you know Sonequa Martin Green's husband mm-hmm. remember how we talked about him in the trailer like oh I think you Carol I think you was it you that said I think it's Scott that's with Michonne on the boat when on they go the, away on the boat no, was that, that was you Rachel no, that was oh, me. I'm sorry yeah. I apologize <laughs> um but he he I think he is in the the car as they're faring about as well as Judith and Michonne Michonne and Judith have a conversation about um, bullies and that is there are some bullies that you can live with you know like your bosses or whatever <laughs> like that but <laughs> but for those that you can't you have to um, you, know, you have to deal with it you know you have to you have to remedy the problems you have to fight back and Judith says something very important she says I think do you remember how what it was how, what it takes to get RJ to go to bed and she goes okay yeah like yeah we let him run around until he tires himself out I was like what if the whisperers are trying to uh, deploy a strategy like they're not their unusual strategy something that they don't normally do to wear us down to where we'll make mistakes this is Judith and I'm just continually impressed by this character like the, yeah. uh, out of the mouths of babes yeah and yeah. so so like again so like and w- which is good that we got it because it kind of lets us look at this episode under a new lens it's like there is this constant theme of submission like who's who's going to submit to who is Sadiq going to submit to his PTSD you know and the, and there's also little elements that suggest that there's another type of submission that's going on here and I and we'll, we'll definitely get into that it's hard to know where to start first like because on the one hand there's the element of chronology which uh, we can go through things chrono- chronologically until we get to Carol because Carol is just separate oh, segment it's like a biopsy of it. it's like a of its own like an autopsy of its own that yeah. we need to take so, yeah maybe we could talk about it per character like maybe talk like eugene and rosita yeah versus because i mean we have that that small bit we have that small bit there then you have negan and aaron negan and aaron sadiq and dante sadiq and dante right and then you get back to alexandria and then there's there's your smile rage when you say that (laughs) i mean i i get it I get it. And, um, oh, but do you though? Oh, I do. <laughs> you don't. You don't know what's going 
on up here. He's not, <laughs> the, he's not the only Thank one who once was called an Adonis. <laughs> Wait, me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe now. By the way, I think, did everybody rub your head by that Walker soccer button? A lot of people, lot of people did. Of people. <laughs> what was the main? What was the main cast member that was doing that? Was it a cast member? I can't remember if it was. Um, well, Carrie Payton did, didn't he? Carrie, yep. yeah, Carrie, yeah, Carrie Payton pet me. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty cool. That was cool. That was very cool. Yeah, that's significant. <laughs> yes, well, it is. Yeah. Speaking of Adonis, right? That's great. Um, all right, so. <laughs> Let's get into this. So um, let's start with uh, let's start with let's start with an easy one. No, let's start with Negan and Aaron because I mean we can I mean just to kind of get one thing out of the way is the chronology the beginning the whole beginning of the episode goes through this chronology of like them being from the moment they wake up at six a.m. or Carol does she's popping pills. Um, Gage and Laura hanging out laughing and smiling while they take out walkers. I thought that was kind of a cute thing. That was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also kind of interesting when you look at the town hall too by the way how like you see gage in this like you know even though this sucks you know we're taking that walk because I'm, I'm having a fun time but then when they start realizing that oh something bigger is going on maybe maybe right uh, gage is like off with their heads <laughs> yeah yeah it was very uh, much that kind of vibe yeah aaron dispatching a whole bunch of walkers and th- maybe i think we'll start with the town hall because i think that's this, it sets the stage for all the different paths people take to come um but i do want to talk about one thing before we do that because there's this theme that happens at the beginning of the episode and then and at the end of the episode and that is michelle visiting judith her sitting by the window and it happens at the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode in almost the exact same way which yeah which creeped me out a little bit because after watching the episode the first time and seeing Carol have all these delusions, I started thinking about like Michonne and this is like after at least 24 hours, maybe even more of them fighting. Um, she visits our, uh, Judith. She's Judith sitting at the window knowing what's going on. And uh, RJ's asleep at bed in bed both times. Yeah. Um, and it, it, she goes like, it's, it's she, it, Judith is like, it's not smart to sleep unless it's safe. And Michonne goes, no, it's not. Well, is it safe? And then it cuts. And then she does sort of the same thing at the end. She goes, is it safe? Mm-hmm. She goes, for now. For now, yeah. And then she just falls right asleep. Right. Um, but Man, this whole episode about sleep deprivation, I mean, it just made me tired. Just <laughs> it brought me it. home. I was like... <laughs> Like Ugh. for real, like we were both so tired. I, yeah. what did I tell you? I said, I, th- I think, I don't know if I told you this, but I was like, I got to catch up on Talking Dead because I'm always seem to be like two episodes behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I got halfway or maybe 60% of the way from the one from two weeks ago and I fell asleep at my desk. Oh my like, God. And it kept, and it auto played the next episode. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I like fell Everybody's- asleep like this. Like as you see me now, yeah. I fell asleep like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my oh, God. I, it's been a long time since that's <laughs> happened to me. Yeah, man. It's like, it's not easy to like burn the midnight oil anymore. I'm telling you. Yeah. But I was watching it and it's like, yeah, man, like the moral of this story is also, <laughs> we are tired. <laughs> we we are the end of the world. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What what I want to emphasize was that my initial gut instinct was like, oh, is Carol? And I know I'm wrong, but is Carol the only is not the only one who's having uh, who's seeing things? 
Hmm. I thought that was my immediate thought. Yeah. The way, the way Judith and RJ were in the exact same positions both times. And, and I thought it especially strange that it seemed to be like the middle of the day and RJ was asleep. Like, Hmm. I I, I don't know about you, Carol, but my son stopped taking naps at like two. Yeah. No, my two years old. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. No, it's true. Seemed too old for a nap. And it was, yeah. yeah. So I definitely, my gears were turning. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you know where else my mind went? Hmm. This is all because of Ashley Weidman. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You know what I'm going to say, right? Yes, I do. I'm almost (laughs) thinking they don't (laughs) exist. Like both (laughs) she and RJ don't exist. It's fucking me up. It's Judith really- was on the beach, though. Judith does exist. But was Judith she? Exists. Was yes. she? How she do you was. know? She found the mask. Okay, maybe Michonne found the mask. Judith interacts with Negan. She's interacted with Daryl. Shared delusion. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea of Judith and Negan's just like, Michonne's crazy. I'm just going to egg I'm, her along. I can <laughs> I can still jump on the RJ doesn't exist train, but Judith, no, I, I she she's real. As soon as I say it out loud, though, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> right. But no, but here's the thing. Like, I, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. But for a hot five, ten minutes, it took me to write notes down pertaining to the scene. I was just like, oh, shit. Come on. Like this, this girl, this little girl that we got attached to. There's a way you can write her out as a complete delusion. And it really freaked me out. Like, it really, like, it, thank you. That's all Ashley's fault. For, for real. I- I don't think I would have thought that until unless she just thorn in my brain. But anyway, I just the treat now, of course, this makes narrative sense. Having the same scene being like what, probably 40, 48 hours later, maybe more uh, by the time the episode ends, but like to have it in the same place. And the one thing, real thing I will say is that I do not think Judith slept until that moment. Cause she went like that. She went out. Yeah, so that told me a little bit about Judas. It's like I know I can't, I shouldn't be involved in this. I do want to, but I will at least wait for my mom at the window. Yeah, and be at the ready. She's protecting RJ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But man, I was so freaked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I did have, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think about it too hard, but yeah, I did think it was, str- I'm like, this is too eerie. Right. This is giving me all the wrong feels right now. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like these feelings. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I reject them. But I do I, but do I, I have responsibility. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out before we continued was, it, I don't know if you noticed this, but it looks like the logo for the walking dead it's like slowly on fire at the bottom mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed that now i'm gonna the i'm words, gonna yeah. the words yeah yeah, the lo- yeah. right when they mm-hmm. at the end of the bear um yeah but i, I, I nice. want to look at the other episodes to see if it's slowly progressing Getting bigger oh yeah wow. yeah because only only in this one it was I, it wasn't noticeable for me you know mm-hmm. <laughs> tom's like what if madison is a delusion <laughs> It's not fear the walking dead, Tom. Madison is delusional. Uh, No, we're delusional for thinking that she may still be alive. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Never Um, know. Never know. Wrong show. Wrong show. Uh, Okay, so... 
Yeah, it's funny, like how I, I wrote down before I saw the sneak peeks, the whispers are pushing to the brink into rash decision making. Um, Rosita and Michonne's sleepiness. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. Um, now, what do you make of Gamma at the beginning? Like as she comes up to them, having been at 24 hours worth of fighting off these these walkers. Like, like I, I thought she said, the only thing that bothered me, or I don't know if it bothered me. The only thing that made me think harder was the way she said her. I don't know I if know. You, she was like her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's what, like, yeah, she almost sounded annoyed when she said it, yeah, right? Idiot. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I, something so, like, flippantly, like, teenagery about her when, like, like, like the last one, when, like, the last episode where, like, Beta's like, oh, I feel nothing, you know, towards you, and she's like, yes, I also am empty, yeah. you know, and you just can't let that one go, too, it's funny. I can't, because it's just so funny, it's like, yes, yeah. And I think it was deliberate, like, it seemed like that she delivered that line that way deliberately, too. Yeah, it's like, sort of like. That's why it's funny, I think. Right, it's, like, comical in a way where she's just like, yeah. her, her. <laughs> Her. Right, but I, I feel but nothing was towards you. <laughs> was she annoyed with Daryl for asking the question? Because to me, it, so- it it sounded more like she was annoyed with Alpha. It just sounds like she's annoyed at being like middle management. Like when I'm tasked by like my boss to be like the bearer of bad, of bad news, <laughs> and it's sort of like, look, man, it's yeah. not my call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's almost sort of like, look, can you meet her over here? Who are you going to meet? This one. Uh, my you superior. Know. Hello. Yeah, exactly. It's like my boss. Yeah. You know? <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Aaron is saying um, Nightmare on Elm is uh, Thor said something at the panel about Gamma being bipolar as far as shifting between her whisper personality and her pre-apocalypse personality. And I think it just shifted. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. And she said something like that on Talking Dead, like when I woke up finally, or no, it was from last week, the week before is Talking Dead. She said something about like, there's this interesting struggle or not even, I don't know if it's a struggle, but there's like the two sides of her and one that knows that this is the way forward and the other is life before. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And so for now, at least she's allowing that the here and now to take over. And it may be one of those things and maybe this goes into the submission thing and maybe it goes into, um, yeah, maybe it goes into the submission thing where like at some point one will one idea of her will take submission over the other right yeah. you know so we, i mean we don't know what that trigger is going to be for her but no. maybe it'll come and maybe mm-hmm. that'll be interesting too maybe that'll make her more a more of an interesting character too yeah i find the silence in her character actually very fascinating because i i find that people who don't show their cards are way more uh, unpredictable and you don't know where they're going to go and so far i don't see any motivations in her like which is scary to me because it, like the ex- the extreme opposite impressions that we both have like show us how unpredictable she is so far mm-hmm. like the fact that you get middle management vibes from her and i get oh this could be very very terrifying is it, yeah goes to her. show how like wide because i've seen other people who say the same thing that i'm thinking but i think more people are thinking what you're thinking is that like it's just survival baby nothing more nothing less but there, there's know. yeah there's a nice quotient of people that like oh i'm thinking she could take over the whole key lime pie but i don't know (laughs) okay so let's go to the town meeting because i think um that was really interesting because i thought it was really cool that we have we have the call back to the highwaymen and they still Mm -hmm. kind of exist it is interesting yeah there's still a contingency around 
like an identity. Right. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. I just like that there's the, I, th- I think it's nice that they didn't throw them away once Alec and uh, what was the other one? Because now I only know is Alec because it's Ozzie. the only person Ozzie. I see. Ozzie. That, oh, Ozzie. Ozzie. Right. Did she mention what her name was? Because I don't think we got it. Mm, I don't, I, think, I don't so. think so. I watched it twice Michonne too. Didn't, Michonne didn't ask either. She just asked for solutions and didn't have any. Right. right. Um, and then I like that too. Mm. Like, like I do appreciate go ahead, that. Go ahead, you know, get be in an uproar. But what 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 are we actually going to do about it? Right. Please, what's your plan? I want answers. Yeah, I want mm. answers. And they're like, yeah. um, well, never mind. <laughs> like, okay, then sit down till we have a plan. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, tangible solutions to complex problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like people forget that, you know, instead of, cause the one thing that is dangling over their heads, like the sword of Damocles is like this idea of a 10th of what, and this is what's, what's going to get really interesting is that only Daryl has seen the horde. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I'm thinking that this may have, you may have people who do not trust Daryl Dixon because for the most part, he was away for, uh, he was away oh. during the time jump. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, right. Yeah. Right up until um, Carol had him take care of Henry. Right. For like six years. Yeah. And so who is this guy? Not everybody knows him. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. And as people start getting traded to different communities, like, well, I mean, I don't know the guy. And so what do, <laughs> what, what do I have to trust? his word right yeah so and that's the only thing preventing from going off the over the over the ledge you know so uh, i think that may play in, in later episodes but yeah that's the sort of damocles that's hanging over the head and that and that that's what gets michonne to shut everybody the fuck up because mm-hmm. it's like yeah okay until you, we have solutions it's probably just a good idea to hear her out mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it's still not a good idea but whatever <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just, I also think it's interesting to see Gage again as this kind of interesting character because his friends, you know, Addie and, uh, Rodney were also Pike victims. So he's just like the highwayman person calling for their heads. Yeah. I like that the, the show, you know, constantly reminds us like, yeah, we lost a lot of our main focus people, but don't forget, don't forget these other people we lost too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that you said, and, and, and it makes me glad that I had our episode banner um, f- have this main focus on the pikes in the background is yeah. because that's a feature. That's something mm-hmm. that the, the the show is. I mean, it doesn't let you forget it implicitly, but it it lets it it keeps it in your mind as these episodes suffer. Yeah, yeah. So I and I sincerely think that we're going to see a lot more of Gage's interactions or like reactions as time progresses. Like a lot of the silence, the whispers kind of yeah. propaganda that goes around, maybe mm-hmm. partially due to him, you know. Yeah, and maybe Laura, you know. She, she might get sucked in or maybe lines start dividing those two too by the way like maybe Laura's yeah. you know the, the rational headed one he's like no you're a bitch and like you know masks yeah. come out yeah and I'm sure there's going to be divisions among the community because of those that want to act maybe impulsively and those that are like oh you know like do we really want to go there you know are we prepared to go there right 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 exactly and maybe some people get converted over one way or the other so so we're never going to really tell, but it, it's going to happen. And it looks like we see a little bit more of that um, in the next episode, maybe, uh, because as we as we will reveal, and I don't know what we're going to reveal, but the sneak peeks basically show us what ha- what is happening at the hilltop. Mm. And it looks like, whoa, whoa is happening at the hilltop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure about the fate of some of these people in the next episode. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, hold on a second. Um, Nightmare on Elm is saying, oh my God, did y'all see the Lindsley 
that Lindsay wants Laura to get romantic with Eugene. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I no. think I did see that. Um, I love that idea, though. Right? That would be, I, I, I like <laughs> I that. Do. I do like that idea. Uh, I mean, I Rosita shut that shit down, so. Yeah, I mean. That would oh. be so cute. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where, where, um, where Nightmare on Elm may have seen that is um, Rick stuff on Instagram, shout out, um, did a little YouTube video uh, interview with Lindsley. This was after a campaign of many back and forth memes between each other on Twitter. And he wore her down. And I'm kidding. Um, no, he's just a funny guy. Rick Stuff is a funny account. And yeah, and that's how you found out Nightmare and Elm on Twitter because of the back and forth. Um, because, I mean, they were talking about it and then um, he finally sent her a bunch of questions so that he could post it as a video interview. Like, so it was, he sent her the, he, pre, he sent her all the questions people had for her on Instagram and she responded in a video that he cut up and pretended like he was asking them in real time, but it was like edited that way. He, it was, it's such a funny slash bizarre video that he made, you know, just to do it. It's good. I watched it. Yeah, too. you watch it. It's yeah. so funny yeah. though, isn't it? It's really, yeah, yeah. It was really good. He's a cool, <laughs> he's a cool cat. He makes music too for like, like um, small shorts and stuff like that. Oh, dang. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, so yeah, I recommend you check out his Instagram. He, I mean, he's on Facebook too, Nikki Richter. I've been up all night is his Facebook page. And there's one more thing. And yeah, and on Twitter, I can't remember the exact spelling of his Twitter name, but if you look at the video that I posted on Twitter, um, you'll see his his at username in that, uh, in that post. Um, but yeah, so he mentions that and she mentioned that sort of in the video, like, like how, like initially their interactions were like, and it's kind of like the gamma thing. <laughs> it's like, like, what do you want? Like lobster? Come on, dude. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> I can't get you that. that. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. But it's just like that there's this pre-existing, just kind of like Frankie, there's like this pre-existing relationship that they had at the sanctuary. So that's kind yeah. of an interesting callback. So but she's a, she's a funny lady too. She has some really interesting ideas that I kind of would like to see if, if it makes narrative sense too. Um, but it looks like uh, maybe there's a thing with the uh, gauge. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, how old, how old do you think Clara is? Uh, older than Gage. <laughs> older than Gage, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. That's kind of what I, kind of what I was sure. thinking. Just, yeah. Just, a little bit. I mean, Gage is yeah. four years older now. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, well, how long do I think the time jump is? Uh, probably a year older. Um, but year older. I mean, Laura always seemed like she was in her mid to late twenties. Right. Exactly. Before the time jump. Gage is like late teens. Yeah. By the way, it seems like also that <laughs> that Laura is Laura. Feel me on this one. Does it feel like Laura is looking younger and younger as the time goes on? Yeah. Because she yeah. seemed yeah. older in previous seasons, and she just seems to be getting younger it's yeah. that rough savior living before Especially as yeah. A savior. yeah yeah, yeah. the rough no well actually did they have ac remember we were talking about it did they yeah they did have ac in the sanctuary i think they did. Did they? we talked about this yeah because it went out uh during oh. the during the time that um negan was in the trailer with father gabriel do you remember oh, this okay. the oh, power yeah. went out yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. we, we spent yeah. a lot of time talking about why it would be better to go to one place versus the other <laughs> You're like, AC, Sanctuary, count me in. Count me in, 100%. Definitely. Oh, man. But uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, Nightmare on on Elm's also saying, I think uh, Laura's the same age as uh, Alden, like about 28. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on from this point. Um, but it's also the the town meeting is also the first place we see Father Gabriel. Oh, Father Gabriel, Sadiq's ooh, Freudian slip. So uh, Sadiq's uh, panic attacks. Yeah, which Michonne and Dante both notice. And Daryl. 
there also. He noticed. Yeah, something. I made note of that. Did he? Oh, I yeah, I almost it. missed I it too. I didn't catch Daryl okay. noticing. Daryl kind of is like you know the wood panel in in your parents' house back in the eighties. <laughs> That's he just blends into the background. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't notice it after a while, even though twenty years later you're like, oh God, why did we do this as parents? Why did we have wood paneling and wallpaper? That's Daryl. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> he just blends wood into wood paneling. That's wood paneling is Daryl. <laughs> like dark wood plant paneling is Daryl Dixon. Jeez. Are, are you still here? He does, <laughs> he does blend in though. <laughs> Poor, which is 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 an asset. Yeah, it's a camouflage <laughs> to yeah. America. Camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um. So okay, so that's cool. <laughs> Panic attacks are awesome. Um. <laughs> I think that really does cover it, but it it does move on to like the strategies we talked about last week in the sneak peek. So more than that, the only noteworthy thing I, that's worth bringing up again is the kachunk kachunk of the mace hand. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll bring that up till the cows come home. That was such a cool sound effect. <laughs> I mean, it's real good marketing. I mean, you can make an Aaron action figure with like different hand attachments. Like, I mean, you can really go a lot of places with that. But so Aaron, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Even though there's no gas powered things. Seriously. <laughs> yes, you're sleeping, Valhalla. Because I mean, like, do 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 they make uh, action figures with kung fu grip anymore? <laughs> I don't in know. general. I don't think so. I, do they do this anymore? <laughs> like the kung fu them. chop, or is that too racist? They I'm probably, sorry. They probably don't. They probably don't anymore. <laughs> All no, right. the Silas's toys do that. Well, that's not true. The wrestling ones too. They, they, they do uh, this thing with the arms. Some of them. Some of them. You like push a button and they like twist at the hips. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So maybe maybe that hasn't died yet. Like it, like yeah. they. I remember action figures used to have this little like switch in the back that if you kept doing, yes. it's like an itching motion with yeah. your for the audio podcast. Like the <laughs> arms will wave up and down, and yeah, the, the hips will twist like this. You know, like Chuck Berry or was it? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Okay, I I don't care about toys, but anyway, I, I didn't have them as a kid. So <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> we talked about this, I think, at one point. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it. That moves us to um, Aaron and Negan because some sh- some shit happens here. Some some interesting shit because yeah. like like the analysis of that scene is pretty interesting. How it starts and then how it finishes. But mm-hmm. I, yes. I'll, I'll let you guys go through some of that because and then I'll just interject where I think necessary. I mean, it's you know they're kind of forced upon each other, you know, because Aaron needs fighters. Negan can fight. Neither one of them wants to do it, but they they do. But, you know, there's still this mistrust of Negan. I mean, look, I don't know what the man needs to do to get into everybody's good graces. I mean, for the love of God, like, you know, he's been in a cell for God knows how long. He rescued Judith during a winter storm with an injured leg and a dog. Like, he picks tomatoes. Like nine months ago. And yeah. You know, like he's when you talk about like doing your time, he's been doing his time. But there's still this like mistrust of him. And so, you know, that's where kind of the conflict starts because I mean, he, he's having Negan fight, you know, these walkers with like a broomstick. I mean, meanwhile, Aaron's got like mechanical freaking attachments, you know, which is very cool. Yeah. But, you know, like, like which is good on cool. you. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
could on you, you know? Yeah, that was like the one scene, like I was watching with Eddie, like the second time around that I was watching and he's like, nice. <laughs> like Aaron's like killing things with like, with like his mechanical, like, what is it? The little, I don't even know what you call it when it has like the little bulb. Um, it's a is mace. A is that what it is? Yeah. A mace. Ah, okay. A proper yeah. mace is dangling from a chain, but let's not, split, right. let's not split hairs with a mace. Right. That is like the proper, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was like the one scene that incited nice. <laughs> um, which yes it was cool but yeah like he still doesn't even trust him with you know the crowbar he, he doesn't want him to like use it he wants to kind of like you know like how you were saying like submit and basically sort of like you know like Negan said it's like return to camp like a POW like tied up or whatever and right I mean but he hasn't shown any reason to you know basically tie him down or whatever he hasn't right. done anything to warrant that um wait so wait, let me stop right there because yeah. i kind of want to see if, if rachel feels the same way like do you think do you think that aaron's being too tough or do you think that that's what's required i i don't i don't think he's necessarily being too tough the other, one thing i didn't agree with was when he found the the crowbar and aaron's like put it down like how is that any more dangerous than the than the broomstick i mean if negan wanted to kill aaron he would like, right the weapon like at least he has a better weapon to defend himself with having the crowbar right you know but i at the same time i mean yes he's served some time but i don't know that i would ever fully fully trust him i mean come on we know what he's capable of and if it were the real world i mean he'd be charged with no less than double homicide which is a lot less than six years and or more than six years in prison yeah yeah (laughs) i hear you I mean, I don't know that it's tough. I don't know that I would ever be able to really try. I would always be uneasy alone with him. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, Thorgon nine is saying something and I didn't understand it at first, but like, um, he's he, Thorgon nine saying his transformation, Negan's transformation was modeled on Morgan's, um, what he refers to as spell in the prison and Morgan built that prison or at least the idea of a prison, you know, as a, right. as a means yes. to yeah, rehabilitate, yeah. rehabilitate. Yeah. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and so I find that connection really interesting, how that can change a person. And there's a, there is a part of me that agrees with you, Carol, like heavily, like, okay. Cause we're supposed to be like that we're supposed to be like what what is aaron's freaking problem right <laughs> like on the one hand yeah you could see him slowly kind of being reintegrated into society which i think because it, it also makes me think of larger issues i can't help it because when i look at like how we as a society and it's not just america i mean other societies are doing it differently but like when we put people in prison we we often they often get out and don't know what to do with themselves and in some yeah. ways we do this in different environments too like we, okay take for example like we send high school kids to college expecting them to know exactly what to do. Um, Or we, you know, after being 12 years in a more or less similarly regimented homeroom or, you know, going to different classes eventually in high school and getting acclimated to that, but then we throw them into this new environment. But I think we do that with a lot of things, you know, when it comes to like, okay, college is over now. Now what? You know, okay, we're supposed to find a job. I don't know how to do that. But more to the point when we go to prisons, that's the most stark thing. Prisons and military military are like the hugest things. And then maybe this, they kind of tie together with what Sadiq's going through, but, uh, or well, then Dante, et cetera. But we, we put them, we put them in prison. We put people in criminals in prison. We expect them to serve their time. And then we don't have a plan for how to reintegrate them into society. But on the show, they're doing a pretty good job of 
taking these step by step. Like, okay, you can go out a little bit, you go back in. You wander around a little bit, then you come back in, you know? Okay, maybe you can tend the gardens under guard, which we saw in the first episode. Okay, and then you go back in, you know? And then eventually it seems to be like he goes in and out voluntarily. Like, or he can choose to go one way or the other. No, I think they are doing a work release program. Right. (laughs) Almost like a work release program, yeah. They're do- but they're doing a pretty good job with their work release program, post-apocalyptic yeah. style, you know? Like, I think it's very gradual and it's, it's slowly but surely making him a contributor to their society, you know, whether or not by his own volition, but like still, like he is contributing in ways that matter. Like he didn't want to go out with Aaron. He would just right. have rather stay behind. But Father Gabriel was like, look, you need fighters. You can fight. So you're going. You're, you doing, know? you're doing everything to prevent yourself from saying peanut butter, meat, jelly, aren't you? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Peanut butter, meat, jelly. I was like, exactly. But then I got that damn song stuck in my head. Oh, no. Like, peanut butter, jelly. What? Oh, no. Exactly. What? Peanut butter, jelly. What? Time. what? Anyway. I can't even plug my ears because I have headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, your husband is skipping to a point, which I'll get to, by the way. Uh, Negan uh, in the dark watching Aaron ahead. flounder. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, damn you. Um, but I, I, I want to interject here because I, although we have this here, I think both things need to exist in, in various degrees of intensity, right? On the one hand, I agree with the fact that, okay, we're slowly reintegrating him. And I feel like he... he feels like he has a stake in society, in this society, this new world order. Whoa, using taboo words. But um, but I also do think there needs to be, and I think you'll agree with me, there needs to still be an element of submission with Negan because as, and maybe this is because we know more than we should, like even Angela Kang says, Negan be Negan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and we see that in this episode. It's it's like, so, but there's there's this degree to which, okay, how much pressure do you apply? And I think if Aaron had applied less pressure, okay, maybe go back, but all right, you can walk of your own volition. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a line which is being crossed. Like, don't poke the Negan bear. You do not know who you are messing with. You know what I mean? So I think, I still think you do need to apply some jackboot, <laughs> some, some neck pressure, but I don't think too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think Negan needs it too. Like, yeah. To kind of remind himself where he is because he can pop up like a weasel at any moment and become whatever. Maybe not exactly what he was before, but I mean, you still have to, you know, you still have to kind of treat him the way he's, you know, the the whole reason why he's there. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Aaron pushed it mentioning his wife like i mean that was dancing oh. on the minefield which so, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up right how does aaron know so much about lucille <sighs> that's a good point because like the only time that to my recollection that he ever mentioned lucille was to um father gabriel not even to father gabriel it was to um what's her name well father gabriel father yes, gabriel for also- sure <laughs> Father Gabriel for sure, but also um Oh yeah, who was it? Was it Michelle? Oh 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 Jadis. Oh, right. Yeah. He mentioned right. it to Jadis right. also when they had their, you know, their little episode. But she never got know? the chance to relay it, I think, because that was right when stuff was happening. Yeah. Right before Rick yeah. got a, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I guess you can assume that that information circulated at least with Gabriel, yeah, maybe. At least from Gabriel to others. Or yeah, or guess. even like if if Negan can hear what's happening on the outside, we I think it's safe to assume that other people can hear what's happening on the inside too if they pay attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to the to the jail yeah. cell. So especially Judith because she's well, been yeah. you know 
hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I just, that's a fascinating nugget. And there's another nugget, which is really, really interesting to me, which we'll get to when we dissect the Carol thing, but it also brings up Aaron, the man with the metal arm by the river. And I, I will talk about that when we get to it, but I just seem like Aaron seems to know things that, yeah, that we wouldn't expect him to know. And which is probably why he feels like he needs to put pressure or maybe why it's even personal for him, you know? Mm. Um, and, and then bring, obviously bringing up the Eric thing is just such a, a trigger for him too. Like, or just thinking about like what happened at the, uh, what was it? The armory or I forget what I, what we called it, but I think it was the armory, what we thought was the armory or whatever it was. Yeah. But I mean, Negan could have reacted right then and there, you know, when Aaron got in his face and, you know, he, he didn't, he right. didn't, he ca- you know, he kind of let the walkers do the, uh, <laughs> terrorizing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, but yeah. I, d- I do think, and maybe this closes the book on it just a little bit. I mean, and we can dissect it, but I do find the turning of the tables quite interesting because it, it does. Okay. So I want to talk about Negan's point because there's something that he says it in such a way that it makes us almost forget what actually happened. And it's like what you said, and I love the way he put it because it's like, it's the story of America. It's the story of time immemorial. Like, you know, you know, it's, it's your job as a man to protect what's yours. But the problem is that that's not what the saviors did. No, right. they took, no. they, they did extortion. Yeah. <laughs> And no, racketeering. They, yeah. I mean, they could, <laughs> and that's the thing. If they, and they, and they made it, they pawned it off. Is it like, yeah. you know, we're going to be benevolent here and just take half your shit, you know? Yeah. And if we, yeah. and if you don't, we'll take all your shit. They, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they were also in the mindset that everything was theirs, right? Right, right. by right. Like manifest yeah. destiny, right. right? Right. They're not taking half of, of someone else's shit. They're just taking half of their own shit back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although I do remember towards the end of the War with the Savior, during one of the Negan-Rick confrontations, that he tried to make a deal with Rick and was like, look, you know, like we can stop this right now. And instead of you give us half of your shit, 25%. You told right. them you make out like 75% kings, yeah. which is pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty attractive. Pretty attractive offer. <laughs> no thanks, scumbag. <laughs> so, I just um, love like the negotiation. Oh, yeah, that, that was during the... Uh... <laughs> That was during the, the the failed firefight. Yes, the like failed into the yeah. building. Fight. Yes, <laughs> which yeah. again, like, is is Negan worth his weight in promises? Right? It's there's no proof of that. But yeah, and and you know, even talking about it now, I can see a world in which you can make the argument that no, 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 no. The saviors are, do what the saviors do, just like anybody else would do, and it's your job to protect what you have, or else it, you know it belongs to someone else. So no. you know, so even though they come to take. Like, Let's say it's your job to make sure they don't take it, you know, right? So I, not like I agree with this. Like, okay, you can you can protect what's yours without taking from somebody else, in my opinion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, even though there are times in our lives where sometimes you have to make the choice of protecting your family and actually taking from somebody else. Like there are various things in life that will make you make a decision. Like, okay, if I take this or I take advantage of this, there won't be anything left for somebody else. Like, whether it's something that will be out of stock when you take it in, a, in an online store or something else, like the food pantry, you know, depending on your circumstance. There's, you know, we live in some respects, we live in a world of um, scarcity and in others, mm. not really, mostly not really. <laughs> we live in a pretty good age, but especially in the world of the apocalypse, like that right. scarcity is real. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving along, I like how the tables turn because in a sense, Negan becomes right. Like you think well, you're going to make me submit. 
Well, I just like the fact that at the very end, it's like, you know, he wakes up the next day and Egan asks him, like, can you see me? And Aaron goes, yes. Right. Those and choice of words. And that is the point. You, yeah. you can see him. Can you see him? He is, you finally are seeing him for who he is, which is like, he stayed up and, and was watched at night when you were temporarily blinded and could not see and be, saved your life. And he's finally seeing him for who he is at this moment i'm not i'm not hmm. saying okay. there you go there you go at the moment there <laughs> both, we go both at, the that moment, the dark. I'm, at that moment i'm not saying that he's an angel <laughs> disclaimer you know obviously you all know i'm the biggest vegan apologist yeah but at this but moment knowing that right but <laughs> i readjust moment, my dials by the way uh, uh, big shout out to marquise moore who just popped on by the way uh uh one of the our one of my favorite prisoners from the that era of, of the walking dead so say hello folks hey. Hey. <laughs> um and speaking of prisoners negan um but yeah, it, 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 uh, the reversal, the can you can you see me now? Good. <laughs> like the, he's like the Verizon guy of the apocalypse. Um, or now the Sprint guy. Who knows now? <laughs> with, the, with their 5G services. That was not an advertisement. Um, <laughs> but I do, okay, one thing that you do notice is that, like you said, the, the crowbar is in his hand. It's like, okay, you pushed me too far and now I have this and you can't stop me. So how about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, do, do you think that Aaron is going to get the message going forward or because I mean, there is that element of paranoia, who's the enemy, who's not, etc. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's I think it'll I, I think that it's a it's a situation that he'll keep in the back of his mind. Like, I think he'll always be wary of Negan. I think they'll always be wary of him. But I think that he now has this frame of reference of this incident to kind of better inform him for future situations as they get more into it with the whispers, you know. Yeah. I think I think that that'll be something he'll keep in the back of his head. Right. Well, because there's, there's one thing that you may not have caught also. It seems to me that Aaron didn't realize that Negan was sitting there the whole time. You know, before Negan found him and dispatched the walkers yeah, that no, came I into the house. Think, yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, think so. Oh, no, no. And it's good that he doesn't. But, you know, yeah. that's the thing. Like, that had he a lot of different different yeah right. uh, yeah so in his mind and that's the thing that's what really is kind of concerning about negan right now it's kind of like where is this going to go right you know where is so is this going to happen way. right no so is this mm-hmm. going to be something that pops up uh, every now and again in the same manner yeah because we had these impressions of him before and now we don't know negan be negan negan be neganing i i would always always keep a side eye on him though because i think given the chance he's you know i say the same thing about strand too wrong show wrong show but you know if given the chance they're going to slip back into the to their old ways i just feel like i'm going to take this shit over again (laughs) i mean if if he saw an opportunity i think he would who who said that i forgot somebody said like oh i think it was thorgon like always um negan is going to try to find a way to get to leadership again has he said something like that to that effect yeah yeah well and this would be the way to do it is by first gaining everyone's trust yeah yeah like leveraging people's emotions to kind of get them to trust them again and especially aaron right because aaron is very influential if negan can gain aaron's trust aaron's going to go back and say hey guys listen to what negan just did for me right he's the i mean out of everybody is would you classify him as the toughest cookie right aaron yeah 
now Daryl's the toughest cookie. Yeah. Yeah. He which, I would say over. <laughs> which correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they're coming to, I think they actually come to blows maybe at some they, point. They, they definitely have a confrontation. In the like, teaser or something. Yeah. yeah, Aaron, yeah. Aaron and Daryl? Yeah, no, keep it, Negan and Daryl. Negan and Daryl. Negan and Daryl. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And yeah. keep in mind that when they do, he he's behind bars too. Yes. So, so it's not like, not as if uh, he has free reign, but. Hmm. No. No. <laughs> yeah. He's not winning Daryl over anytime soon. That ain't happening. Mm, yeah, I mean, who? Oh, I who knows? Daryl went through. Daryl went through some shit at the same. Oh show. yeah, and then look how the tables have turned there too. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're not on easy street anymore, motherfucker. Oh, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then just just in the nick of time, uh, Nisa's like, "Yeah, but I'm still uh, Team Negan. I'm Negan." Anyway, whatever. Anyway, we're moving along. <laughs> It's getting a little too hot. <laughs> Gotta change the subject, bitches. Um, I hear you. I, I just like how this played out because it does show like what was intended and what ended up happening. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I do love that it's night when we meet Alpha. It mm. kind of shows the differences in tone between the rest mm. of the episode and now. Because mm. that's the only, well, the, the this crew is the only crew that, I mean, even though they work through the night, they really kind of mostly show this scene in, in the dark, you know, other than Rosita and Eugene. But um, it's, it's spooky it's creepy it's right around halloween which they timed really 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 well mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um <laughs> dudes when you because we just got this episode about how the the whispers came to be and then we have this new appreciation when alpha creeps into the, into the scenery she's yeah. creeping in like a like a like a walker almost like just slithering right. onto the scene yeah. and the second she pops off her mask she turns into a normal upright human being and walking yeah. normally and so Very you cool. get this appreciation for like what they put into the character like that you may not have noticed before and maybe you notice now and i, I noticed, love that um, no i i always have and i feel like i noticed it from like the very beginning when they were really introduced in the um season finale last season in the episode where like jesus is killed like that scene when like they're watching the herd and they're like it doesn't seem normal like they're just kind of milling around and you see that one scene of that one like well now we know whisper who like all of a sudden kind of like stops lifts their head and like you know kind of like it's it's very eerie like mm-hmm. how they kind of like blend in and then all of a sudden you realize no it's like it's a person so mm-hmm. it's very it's it's very seamless and very very creepy for sure yeah for sure but like it's just the idea of being the walker and then all yeah. but it's just the idea of taking off the mask and becoming a human again right it's almost like this weird transformation that goes on but what highlights that is that she goes into the thing about rules and laws which like when she bounces back and forth between nature and fire is nature and fire burns and like and then but then talking about laws as a human nature yeah we have no conflict with nature um but like the idea of talking about laws like as a human i come to you as a as a natural being talking about laws you know i'm trying to meet you at your level um i don't know your ways anymore um but okay anyway let me move on because i'm just making myself crazy but then we go into this one thing that i i kind of want to talk about a little bit more but i don't really know what to make of it because i genuinely want to know from you guys and that's um i can see how she might know that they cross their land in winter that they cross their land during the fire but what this the man with the metal arm you and the man with the metal arm and i'm assuming she's talking about michonne when was that 
right? When they were, when they the, were on horseback? By the river. But, yeah, by the right? river. But I didn't know, I didn't think that was their land. Did they watch Fear the Walking Dead? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I thought there was, when Aaron, yeah, because this was, it was right after they found the mask and they were going to go out on patrol and look for other signs. Yeah. But I didn't think they ever crossed. And the man with it, specifically the man with the metal arm and her. I okay. wait a minute. Okay, sorry. I do remember it was the bridge, and Michonne was saying thank you for that. Oh, when he saying, um, doing something stupid. Br- when he the did something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, the bridge was the dividing line. Yes, oh, that is okay. true. Yes, okay, you're okay, right. Because okay. I remember okay. like her coming down on him and being like, "Well, that was stupid," and, and stupid gets killed or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Again, okay. she's pretty watched their hands because it could they could have been whispers. Yeah. Right, right. Or they could have been among them, right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that just helped a whole bunch of people who were kind of maybe, maybe confused about that because I was confused about that for a I second. I was yeah. too. Yeah. I was too. I think probably Walker Stalker did that to us because like, <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot that scene. I mean, I, I remember that scene, but not as, a, as that being the border or whatnot. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, good on us. Meanwhile, everybody's talking about predictions and also seek, uh, like secret predictions and meetings in Sonoya in the in the Instagram chat, which I'm happy it's bubbling, but I'm just I'm losing track. <laughs> I will give you all hugs. I promise you, I'm a hugger. Um, oh my God, Eliza Jones just just joined us on the chat too. Eliza, oh my God. I know. I miss her. Oh, and like who's killing who? Like the obvious uh, Carol kills Alpha for sure. Yeah, sure. Lydia helps out. Negan um, Negan saves Daryl from Beta. Theories, That's a popular theory, like that. yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, whatever. I feel, <laughs> like like it's be- I feel like it's almost becoming too popular now. I know. Like, That's I, what kills I me. That. I want to see it, but I feel like, man, not like even if they had that whole scene filmed now, they probably would have went back and just re- threw it out and started <laughs> over. Like, damn you fans, you're too good. Like, now we have to rewrite it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, most of us have predicted that. Oh, Carol, Joe, for sure, Carol's going to win yeah. this can, 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 <sighs> but I don't know. I, I really don't. Oh, man. Well, I, at this I point, it, at this point it wouldn't surprise me if, if like, it ends up being like the comic because that would be the most unexpected thing to happen, right? It, I, think I think so. You're right. Like, if it, if yeah. it went the route of the comics, that actually would be more, more unexpected <laughs> than all the other theories. Especially if it comes from the rear, like we don't see it coming because of the way Negan's trajectory is kind of working right now. Good good guy. And then uh, Sneaky wants to be the leader. And then, and then he kind of makes a total revolution or something like that. I don't know on the Z axis of predictions, but anyway, so I, yeah, okay. We beat that motherfucker to death (laughs) (laughs) again. This is what we do. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Carol's behavior. I, 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 can you guys lead this discussion because here's the thing i want to preface this with one thing it was this weird explosion on twitter where and i don't know if this is briefly or whatnot but people really really had visceral reactions to carol which prompted the carolers um c-a-r-y-l people who usually love daryl and carol etc you know what i'm saying to like really vigorously defend carol which i mean that's not necessary i don't think but i think people were really really upset with carol in this episode they were upset with her yeah for the most part yeah. Why? why? Oh, exactly. Carol, because being, you know, knowing better than t- like, because people, I don't know what it is with, I think when you have is, a- Why? Because of her reaction at the Pikes of what she did? Oh, that and a whole bunch of things. Uh, being really, really irresponsible throughout the episode, like endangering her, 
her crew. But but the thing is, it's that she's. I'm not acting, saying I am, but no, no, no. <laughs> it's like in my mind, she's basically acting as somebody who's still pretty much shell shocked from like. I mean, we know Sadiq is shell shocked. He has his own yeah. PTSD. Well, Carol has her own PTSD too. You everyone know, does. She's, you know, everyone does, and everyone is kind of reacting in their own way. In her way, she's just kind of single-handedly focused on like revenge. And even you know, Daryl says it's like she's up at night, like looking for them. Like she's just sort of like on this like quest. And yeah. it's it's true. It, it's not responsible. It's it's not. Well, and then Daryl mentions that one thing about how uh, you know she was way more at peace when she was on the boat, and all right of a sudden, the second she she stepped off it just something happened yeah, because it's well it everything became real again yeah when yeah she was on the boat she could she could forget about it and kind of you know compartmentalize everything and as soon as she got back it was real again and these people who killed her son are still a real threat and yeah. she wants to do something about it and i mean i can i can understand that i guess if if i'm I don't, i'm not even gonna say negative but if there's one thing i'm disappointed in is she's she's usually a little bit more clear-headed i feel like it's a, she's acting a little bit more on emotion and and less thought but i can't say i blame her either I, right i, I feel i always wonder about her character i don't find i don't i don't always find her character thinking always clear-headedly see i, I, mean, I think she's always got a plan i mean right right yeah. there's a difference between having a plan and it being a <laughs> one that is because okay and i don't want to go back in time too much but like it does make me think of when they stayed in the prison and doing what she thought was right over what the, the consensus would be or, mm-hmm. or even in alexandra she kind of had her own plan um moving off and wanting to be alone while everybody else wanted her to be around and bring her close and it, she's always had her own plan, you know, and even like to, to the point where like when she probably should have stayed with Ezekiel, I mean, and again, I'm not saying one way or the other, but like when you think about it, the thing that she should have done is be alone with her, you know, like be, like be together, heal together, move on together, or she could have done. But like instead, she chose to, again, run away, you know, be by herself, you know, which is in a way it's kind of a regression. If, if But then again, I mean, I, I'm not one to judge. I'm not one to say that I've ever been in this situation before i'm not the one to say this is the proper response for when your son dies you know so but it does show a pattern of behavior that we have seen before and so we have a lot of impressions about carol that you know are 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 being tested we have to kind of really kind of re-examine okay who is this person we love her and we respect her a lot for her growth but she's become she's always been a certain way do you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i I think we're still trying to figure out who she is and now she's kind of I'm not dealing yeah. with this very well. I will say, you know, we are used to kind of seeing her, you know, run away a little bit when things, you know, when she needs to kind of clear her head and things get to be too much. But I will say, I, I noted last episode, at least this time when she wanted to run away, she invited Daryl. So it wasn't all about yes. solitary. And so I, I feel like just that little bit is uh, a bit of growth for her character too. Like not being totally closed out, you know, closing everybody out. This time she wants company. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or does she? I don't I mean like Michonne was saying like uh you know she does she belongs with us and then Daryl's like I don't know yeah. <laughs> like 
which I mean, yeah. in, in, uh, in that respect, you, you kind of look at the two different friends and you see kind of like reflections of Rick and Michonne, by the way, like Michonne is always like, you know, we, we got to get together. We got to, you know, be as one. And you see that Michonne, but then you see Daryl's kind of like, well, you know, I trust us. She'll find her own way. You know, you do see the two different types of friends in, in those two. And in some respects, when, you, when you're looking through the, through the episode, you're angry almost at both of them at different times. Like Emma Shona, like holding on tightly and that Daryl holding on too loosely <laughs> because I mean, you see Daryl's like watching her take these pills. And it's like, stop taking that yeah, or I'll beat your but, ass. He should have said after that, but he didn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard because I mean, Carol's such a strong willed character that like, you know, he's downright gentle with her, you know, like in his approach to how he says things to her and he treads very carefully when it comes to things that he says, you know, to her. And because I guess, you know, he knows that she's very strong willed and she's going to do what she wants to do. So the only thing he can say is like, you know, stop taking that, like get some sleep, you know, but I mean, Here's sort of the, here, like trying to rip it out of her hand. Yeah. You know? but, but there is a difference though. And so there's a difference between letting her take the things and then letting her keep watch for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. you can take the pills, but you need to go there in the corner and have yeah. your little drug addicted <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is that floats your fancy yeah. while not well, taking that's watch. that's the other thing too. I mean, are there really- Putting our lives in your hands. Left, left over to have an addiction. I mean, she did run out. I was thinking yeah. that too. By the end she, of the episode, she, yeah, she ran out of the pills. Which, which, means, I, no, okay. which I assume was some sort of like, what did you assume it was? Like some sort of stimulant or like some sort of like- uh, They were caffeine pills. Yeah. It looked like Percocet though. Not that I would know. Well, Angela <laughs> King said they were caffeine pills. So yeah, uh, <laughs> which kept her up, which, you know, after so many days of non-sleep, first of all, yeah. it, your body will take it from you. And then second yeah. of all, you'll start seeing things, which I which just happened to I me. Can, I, I concur. We both that. know. You Have you ever had... I haven't had one of those multiple days with no sleep in a, you know, until recently. I, I think I've even <sighs> talked to you about that. Like, I remember that one night where I edited and went straight to work. By the end of the night, I, w- I was seeing things that weren't there and jumping at them. You're like, you, do you know what I mean? Like, you're doing it now. No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I on the podcast? <laughs> you you will start seeing things like you definitely will, you know, but I, I found this, that whole sequence with her so interesting because it's exactly what you said, Rach. It's like, there were points where it's like, I wasn't necessarily sure if what I'm seeing is actually happening or is this like a figment of like her imagination? It was sort of like, you know, but what, what's really happening here? You know, like, so it was so jarring when it was like, cause that conversation that she had with Daryl was so heartfelt about his father being the trucker and everything like that. It was such a heartfelt conversation. And then you find out it's like, no, none of that ever happened. That was all like a dream sequence. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Totally, right. I totally believe that scene. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. by the way, Eliza, good night. Sorry. Night, Eliza. <laughs> Thank you for hopping on, though. Um, I totally bought that scene. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, wow, you know. And then I was like, oh no, never mind. None of that happened. And right <laughs> when you and right, you both examined that scene multiple times, and it's like when you actually go back and watch that scene, it's like, wait, that, that actually doesn't sound like Daryl. Like he's really smooth about it. He's talking about it very matter of factly. That's See, not Daryl. Even Daryl's mumbles thing. and grumbles. <laughs> But not anymore, though. Yeah. Even the second time through, I thought, you know, if he was going to open up to anybody, of course, it would be her. Like, it didn't strike me as odd that he was sharing something like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, the first time around. Yeah. 
no, I mean, even the second time I'm like, cause I yeah. was kind of, I was even paying more attention. I'm like, right. okay, now that I know it's a dream, like, right. is there something that could have given it away the first time? And I'm like, okay. no, not really. I, no, not, not to me. I totally, no, no, not the, I definitely not the first too. time. Yeah. And because I watched although, it twice. Although I did really, the second time I watched it, I caught what he said at the end. And he, when he, after he says, don't take that. And she's like, I, you know, I, or what it, I can't sleep. And he's like, oh no, bad dreams. Like while she was having a bad dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know the one, there's a couple of things. It's, it's the tone in which he said it. It was just too, he, I mean, Daryl doesn't go on. To, it, it just, the character as we know, it does not go into long rants and it, he went into one. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the way his character does because we always want him to say more. Oh, right. like, oh my God, we're finally getting to open up. So I was, I'm not saying I was suspicious of that in first watch, but on the second watch, I'm like, Oh wait, now, okay. This is definitely, <laughs> no, it's not his modus operandi. I, I, Plus, his, his father was a great a piece yeah. of shit. So, well, yeah, right. But I felt it was necessary. Like yeah. he saw what was going on with her, and this was his yeah. way of saying, "Look, I know something's going on with you." Right. right. It was. I, I looked at it as it, so yeah. it tells a story. Right. I looked at it. I looked at that moment as his way of relating to her, the way Dante relates to Sadiq, talking to him about his PTSD yes. after serving in Iraq. You know, it's right. like you're kind of like you're not prying from them but you're sharing your own personal experience to let them know like it's not just you right you know? you're not alone you're not alone you're, right mm-hmm. exactly Meanwhile, and you know that's the funny thing about this entire scene and that's um i think it was the walking dead by um valhalla you know that account on twitter who said which of her um hallucinations scared you the most and to be perfectly freaking honest as much as the visual ones um were kind of terrifying that one with daryl scares me the most a converse, a really? whole conversation, yeah, a whole conversation to me that never happened really scares me. Well, that is because I've had dry. those before. I, I no, I, I agree with you in the sense that like it, it's scary the idea of like this whole deep conversation never happened. Like the right. fact that you could be that delusional or that um, just just out of it that like yeah. you would have this whole sort of like dialogue, but but none of it was like actualized. Like none of it like you know actually happened. Yeah, like personally, if I was Carol, that would frighten me the most. That's what that's all I mean. Yeah, right. I don't know, per, but but the scenes with Henry and like mom and like you know like that that's jarring right. and all of a, yeah that that was that was definitely that, like a, that one like <laughs> physically scared me the most like yeah, all those different things she's about to get stabbed and I'm like yeah, <gasps> yeah exactly that was one of those yeah that was one of those look at all yeah. the different and look at all the different kinds of like terrifying hallucinations like it they take you take different angles right too. let's not forget the home ec book which by right. the way it, it 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 does bring us back yeah the home ec book was oh god Mika 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 Lizzie, uh-huh. uh, Henry, Sophia, Sophia. Sam Anderson, Damn. Sophia, yeah. all of those with their throat slit. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, oh, jeez, God, mm-hmm. how much work was that <laughs> on the artist's <laughs> point of view? But um, God, man, but like, I, but and then like, what's interesting about all of that? And and I, I, forgive me if I jump ahead. I want to jump ahead just to jump back. Um, but when when we get to like her dream and this is post-surgery or during surgery or whatever it is when they're taking out the glass shard right 
I want to point this out because on the one hand, it took me two episodes to kind of almost not say this, but I'm going to bring it out anyway, is that I wanted to give points to the carolers, the C-A-R-Y-L-ers and say, interesting dream, this one, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that dream. Let's let's talk about that because I was watching it with my husband, Eddie, and he was like, we're watching the episode and he's like, so interesting that Daryl is the figure in the the kitchen cooking breakfast, the patriarch, (laughs) versus the fact that she basically raised Henry with Ezekiel. Ezekiel was the father that Henry always knew, you know, alongside with her. And meanwhile, like, this is the father. I mean, I... I, like, I was watching this and like he pointed that out and I was like, it's true. And also I was like thinking to myself, like on a side note, I was like, I'm sure that like Daryl slash Norman Reedus lover were probably losing their shit. Like at a scene of like him in the kitchen cooking breakfast, they probably were like losing their goddamn minds. I'm looking right? at Rachel this entire time right now. I want to see the little <laughs> micro smiles and yeah. Oh boy. I'm I see dimples. I see dimples on dimples actually. Um, I literally, I I, I literally want to know what you think. And again, I want to reiterate that I was about to give points, but I want to give you the floor. I (laughs) I just can't give anybody an inch, but (laughs) I I think it just confirmed what we've always known was in Carol's heart. And that's Daryl in the kitchen, frying up some bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl can cook me some bacon anytime. Or or as Walani says, uh, squirrel, you know, could be squirrel, squirrel bacon. <laughs> yeah. No, I you mean, need to say more than be, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it could be t- it could be taken a lot. It could be taken a lot of different ways. I mean, there's you know on the. Well, what was your reaction? Well, I want to know. I mean, excitement, of course. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was excited. I'm like, I mean, of course she loves him. I mean, this is, it, you know, in a, in a different world, in a different time, this could have been normal. You know. Oh. <laughs> Which, it, it, yeah, that is something actually. Like the idea yeah. of money, right? I know that. Right. Like, but yeah. that, that was so jarring, wasn't it? Like, I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, currency. Like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And then she, she stops and looks at it for a minute, and you think, oh, sh- this isn't right. But no, she's like, is the store open? Like, she's right. still going with it, even. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I liked it. But it is, that is a good point that, you know, Henry showed up, you know, and Daryl's there. And uh, I mean, it kind of made me feel bad for Ezekiel that was another feeling yeah, yeah, that he wasn't even like he wasn't even there. Like no. you know, he could have been like at the door, like, "Hey, I'm here to pick up." I don't know. I, I mean, right. he could have been in there somewhere, but yeah, not even a, not even not a, a ugh, not even not a even fever a, dream, not, not even, even a thought. cameo ugh. appearance, right? Nothing. <laughs> I felt bad, but I, yeah. I was mostly, I was mostly excited. Don't worry, you'll see me yeah. in the next episode. By the way, cautiously so. <laughs> um, I will say one thing though, the, and this is why I won't. I, I, I'm gonna pull back credit that I was giving. I was gonna. To give you <laughs> no the reason for that is um everything in that dream sequence makes sense from a purely dream driven um science so you have michonne's kitchen is what's being shown right what she's been dragged into or like you know through the kitchen upstairs to get the surgery and get the thing out right Mm-hmm. You have when she looks at her watch, you have the handless clock, which is right. what she saw as saw, she was 
school. going into the school. Yeah. Right. You have Daryl, which is somebody who's been, been around lately to kind of be this comfort to her, um, like basically be her crutch. I mean, essentially yeah. from the time that Henry died, like, I just need you to, re- you know, rely on. Okay. Yeah. And what better is somebody than like a kind of a, I mean, you could even look at him as a father figure in some ways or a brother figure. And I'm not saying that to be deliberately an asshole or contrarian, but we'll get in, in the idea of food as being a provider, you know, this, this could be a right. lot of meetings. And then Henry being there is that, that thing that jerks her back into reality. Yeah, right? yeah. And the idea of money is it's just having the money is this idea of complete fantasy of a complete detachment yeah, from yeah. her current reality, which is Henry, which right. brings her right back. Right. So a lot of what's going on in this episode, a lot of her hallucinations. Well, we can't really confirm the whispers that were in the forest. By the way, I counted the bullet shots too. Yeah. And it was three. I thought it was more, which kind of mm-hmm. signaled, oh, she's it's a hallucination. But that sound that the tables made as the rope pulled her up, yeah. um, what did sound like a shot, it wasn't a shot. So right. it was three bullets, um, one in the forest, one, sorry, obviously one at Alpha's feet. Alpha. Right. Which yeah. we didn't really talk about, but like, um, I'll forgive you. <laughs> that <laughs> was bizarre. Um, and then the, the second one in the forest and the, actually the third one I think is the one that shot what was an actual whisper, whisper. which we should talk yeah. about yes. but yes. Um, but I, I, I that the reason why I still think you guys you you, you guys you know you people <laughs> the carolers I do think you yeah. get a half a point at least because <laughs> you guys have been waiting so long to get some nugget I'll give you half a nugget um, because I'm the worst <laughs> Just the whole, I'm the worst the whole show is going to end with those two finally getting together last last the other minute, half a nugget last last, last <laughs> scene last that'll be it sec, well it takes it takes two half nuggets to make a hole i mean really come on <laughs> <laughs> and then you get henry no i'm kidding um uh no yeah so i'll give you half a nugget and and uh, yeah it, it, that's what kills me is that there's so many mechanics in that dream sequence that kind of make it oh wait dreams are like basically an amalgam of what you see throughout the day or the days that you've been up so that's what kills me. It's like, I kind of want, I do want to give you that whole point. I do. I so desperately do. I really did. I watched them like, oh my God, I'm going to have to deal just, with this on the next just, podcast. Just, just, just throw us a bone. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, so I'll give you half a bone. I hope you're happy with that. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I, was, I was very pleased with yeah. that scene. But that scene was really cool also. It like was very cool. Between the mechanics yeah. and yeah, and just like, oh my God, post-apocalypse money and whatever. What was the, Do we know what song was it that was playing? Oh, fuck when she. Oh, I do know what the song it was playing. It was the zombies, right? No, it, well, I don't know the ver- the what my captions told me. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it was the zombies, the the band, the zombies. Care of Cell 44 by Elliot Smith. Oh, what? Elliot Smith. How appropriate. Was it a, what were the but lyrics? When I tried to, uh, yeah, but when I tried to look it up, I couldn't find much more on it. So I didn't try super hard either. So if I put in a little bit more effort, I could probably, I usually do, I usually like to do a deep dive on the songs that they use in the, in the show because it almost always has meaning and relevancy to, to what's going on, either the lyrics or, or the meat right. of the song or, but I'm Unfortunately, I didn't look too too much further into this one. I failed. I said, sorry. I might be able to find it now. I have them super Googling this shit. Okay, um, here we go. Yeah, it is the zombies. The zombies care of cell 44. So okay. it was by the zombies, so, not Elliot Smith. But maybe it's like, the same. I, mean, I know the zombies is might, an old maybe, band. Maybe the, maybe he did a different version. Maybe he did a cover. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that that makes sense. God. I just did. I just took what my captions said. God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, let's get the lyrics now because I want to, I'm going to super Google this. Uh, up, yeah, I'll bet they're relevant. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Good morning to you. I hope you're feeling better, baby. Thinking of me oh. while you're far away. Counting the days until maybe, oh, maybe you get three quarters of bone. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ca- <laughs> counting the days until they set you free again. Maybe this is about Negan. Um, <laughs> writing this letter, hoping you're okay. Sent to the room you used to stay in every Sunday, the one that is swarmed by sunshine every day, and we'll get to know each other for a second time. All right, 80% of a bone. Um, no, just the tip. Uh, <laughs> this sounds um, like someone who's in prison. And well, yeah, and we'll get to know each other for a second time. And you can tell me about your prison stay. Oh, there, there you go. go. Well, yeah. there you go. Boom. Uh, feel so good. And this is the chorus. Feel so good you're coming home soon. Mm, it's going to be It's gonna be good to have you back again with me watching the laughter play around your eyes. Daryl's eyes. Uh, <laughs> come up and get you. <laughs> Saved up for the train fare money. Feels so good. You're coming home soon. Walking the way we used to walk, and it could be, and it could be so nice. Talking the way we used to talk, and it could be so nice. It's gonna be nice to have you back again with me, watching the laughter play around your eyes. Come and come up and get you. Saved, <laughs> saved up for the for the train fare money. Kiss and make up, and it will be so nice. So it sounds like this is like a fight. Like like mm. this is like they had, they've broken up. It looks like, and it looks like they're she's delusionally thinking he's gonna come back mm. or he or whoever. It is uh, feel mm. so good you're coming home soon so it could be like one of those things where like yeah and the song is care of cell 44 so like mm. having mm. been in prison for so long that mm. is really sad and i bet mm. it's a happy song right yeah maybe mm. i mean not if it's a delusion well i mean then it's apropos uh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh. Uh, apropos of nothing you get you lose all your points <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, it makes a lot more sense. So, I mean, you know, yeah. Carol and Ezekiel broke up and now she's finding her way back to Daryl and, mm-hmm. you know. Hard to back the nugget. Yeah. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I will say one I thing. Still that I still don't know how I feel about that, though. Like, I don't I don't even know if I consider myself 100% Carol or just because. You always I, will be a little bit. I, well, I do think that there's love there. I just think that it's a love that's beyond just basic Yes. Romantic. Like it's it's such a cop out to just yes. be like, Oh yeah, and the, and they hook up or whatever. I'm like, no, that's it's more than that. It's it's just it's if it's they more- ever cross that romantic line, I think it would take away from Daryl's character mostly. Right. It would cheapen the nature of their relationship. I agree. Well, who knows what could happen. I mean, even I'll say that, but I will say that um the idea of what if is always exciting too. Once you right. know, it's like wah, wah. Exactly. Right. You know, it's, we always it's, want the what if it's yeah. classic game theory guys it's like yes. it's what whatever gets you to keep pulling that slot right yes you know yeah um as soon as you win it's like okay all right i'm over it now <laughs> well yeah i guess there's no yeah. point of playing this anymore right um yeah but i will say like it's it's a very interesting thing to kind of see how that kind of reflects normal life and, and how like some people will get locked into something like like on a serious note, I do feel like there's a part of Carol that is sick of her feeling grief. Like sure. the cage is grief and she wants out. It's kind of like Negan. Negan is in a cage and he wants out. You know, there's mm-hmm. like these two people who are sick of being who they are. And yet they are who they are. They are where they are. They're in the state that they're in and they cannot do anything about it. They just yeah. need to go through it. And and I, I did write it. It's funny. I, I wrote and actually talked about a song I wrote. I'm not going to play it. I might link to it in the notes. I don't know. But it deals with something that deals with abuse. And one of the things I say at the end of the song is, you know, I hate feeling so weak. I hate feeling so helpless. I hate feeling so human. I hate this hating and I'm tired of waiting. 
hating, you know, like, so there's like, you get to the point where it's like, I hate hating. Like, I hate, you know what I mean? Like, I hate having to hate, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm tired of waiting. So like, it's like when you're in this spot, you feel so helpless, you know, and then, but you just got to get through it. You got to go through it, you know, yeah. to this, whatever you're going to be at the end of it. But, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, I see that and it's, it's really like, it's frustrating. And that it kind of brings me back to the fans that actually had these um, criticisms about Carol, because I don't think they understand. And even I didn't for a second, like I, I was more critical of Daryl letting her take that last hour of watch. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, it's one thing if they want another drink, but it's another giving the keys of the car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so fuck you guys who didn't crit- criticize Daryl. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, don't blame the, it's that sexism. <laughs> Where, where did he go up to? I mean, did he necessarily? I mean, I think that they just we went and he napped. Was, or how do something? we know he wasn't also keeping watch? Oh, I, I don't even know how much time th- well, this whole thing took place, right? Like four hours, maybe? Who knows? I have no oh. idea. When Carol oh. popped her last pill and she saw that shadow scurry off, my yeah. first thought was. Oh, right away. I thought, it was, I thought it was. I really was convinced that it was a dream. I was right. just like, is this really As- happening? Especially. Especially oh, yeah. You might even say the same thing. Yeah. Especially when she's she's standing in the it, it looks in the like a gym with all those dead walkers, right? And the alarm goes off. Yes. And then we the alarm go off. Right. Exactly. Right. Where was that? Like that was the other I room. Saw, I totally thought that was another dream. That Sick. was so jarring to me. That moment seemed so surreal where she's just standing yes. all of a sudden in this auditorium with all these dead walkers and the alarm goes off. I'm like, so wait, yeah. did this happen? Yeah. Or like and then we come to realize yeah it, it happened but it's like that was so it, it was so vague to me that i was like i wasn't quite sure at the time same. i wasn't sure same right right that and was- you have to and it could have been just like because she did set the alarm before she saw this f- shadow scurry and so maybe by the time she was done slaughtering all of them <laughs> it went off alerted everybody else they ran to the other room blah 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 okay so right i okay. i that's how i surmise it and i, I know I, that the rope was real because i did see it behind the blackboard like it, it was kind of right behind the blackboard, the rope that, okay. that hoisted her. Yeah. So I know that that's real. We know that it's real because of the walker, whisperer turned walker at the end, right. yes. whom yeah. she had gotten a good shot of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's okay. The fact that for a second, you know, not even for a second, maybe not even till now that we didn't, weren't really even sure ourselves after we saw some of the evidence is just, it right. says a lot. So congrats to yeah, how that- Yeah, good on them, how they did it. Yeah. After I was- after I was convinced that it all actually happened, then I started thinking, was that a trap specifically set for Carol? Like this was Alpha's way of coming after Carol personally. Oh man, that is a really fucking good question. (laughs) Cause I had thought that too. I'm like, how? This was after she took a shot at her. Yeah, Yeah. it was. So, okay. So maybe, so then what that does is allow us to go back in time and say, were they really in the forest? Right. Right. I mean, I, I, I believe they were. Yeah. I think they're always watching. They are always yeah. watching. They said that. Yeah. So I, I do believe they were there. Yeah. Right. Because they may move like whispers, but they still have faculties, you know? Right. Uh, sorry. They may move like walkers, I meant. Walkers. But they, right. Yeah. But then they know they have sense enough to not trip any branches, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at how that other dude moved. He dodged that sword that Z- Jesus was wielding in the I cemetery. Yeah. Ooh, he got them slick moves. Oh, oh man. That whole scene just makes R. my R. belly hurt all over. 
again. And this mazel agrees with you. Um, Alpha yeah. was taunting Carol big time. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Once I realized it, it really happened. That I thought it was a personal attack on Carol. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, basically goes back to the beginning premise, or or maybe Judith's premise. I, I'm not going to take credit for this one, but like, um, well, well, I could take credit. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it, it goes back to the idea of wearing. Oh, kind of like what you said about Negan. Who's going to be the biggest one you're, you're going to want to flip? Well, the one who criticizes you the most, Aaron. Let's say yes. like in terms of pressure and who to win over. Um, forget Daryl for a moment, because <laughs> who cares? Um, but then it goes also to like, what is Alpha's biggest stumbling block? You know, like who is the one she's got to get off kilter the most? And that's definitely the the, the the woman whose son you killed in the last season. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, and Walani, by the way, said, said uh, what did and didn't happen was confusing me the whole episode. It's like shades of Rick again. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I think somebody had mentioned, I think it was Milani, it was like the, the Laurie kind of the, idea. I of, thought that too. Yeah. The Lori prison sort of like sleep, sleep deprivation warfare. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was losing it. <laughs> answer, answer the phone. Answer the telephone, Rick. Answer oh the phone. God. Oh god, yeah, I remember that. He took that damn phone everywhere with. Oh wait, that was the comics. <laughs> yeah. No, he did though. Damn. He took the damn phone everywhere. I did not know that, but now it's in my head. <laughs> Hello, Laurie. I was like waiting for her to call back again. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Now I'll say what your husband said. Negan sat in the dark watching Aaron struggle when he was blind. Like he was Arnold Schwarzenegger watching Jamie Lee Curtis in the dark from that scene in True Lies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was in terms of like sexual awareness, but that was oh. really hot. <laughs> When I was a kid, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis dancing half naked in front of her own husband character. Oh. That was something else. Talk about yeah. good traditional values. Right? <laughs> Wholesome. Yeah, good way to trick you into tr- traditional values. Anyway. <laughs> By using sex. Um, oh, and uh, <laughs> he also said the next episode, everyone comes down from their hogweed, quote unquote, oh, cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and nothing is real. <laughs> then Chris Jericho shows up. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. That's funny. Uh, that's that's so funny. He was on Talking Dead. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize he was a fan. He was on... Uh, He's been on before. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's a big fan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go figure. By the way, uh, I, wrote, I wrote in and asked him a few questions, but they, he didn't answer them. Sons of bitches! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Speaking of uh, showing up on Talking Dead, uh, Eliza. Oh, I wish I'd Eliza. See, wish yes. I congratulated yeah. when she was on the stream. I, she I don't was see here. She, yeah, Eliza underscore Jones eighty six on Instagram. She does a really good Car- uh, Carol cosplay, and hers showed up during the winter season, um, the winter episode, uh, yep. showed up on Talking Dead. And so we all lost our goddamn, because we were away, yeah. you know, we're all coming back from Walker Stalker. We see this afterwards and we're like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> and like, yeah. we're just congratulating her. And it's like, oh my God. And what were you saying? Awesome. Yeah. So yes. awesome. So, so crazy. So, I love it when so people hard. I know I see up there. Yeah, like, like Sarah, Sarah's art has been up there too. More than one occasion too, I think. I'm pretty sure at least, I want to say at least twice. At least twice. That I, that I know of. Mm. Yeah. I get so I like get excited. So, I get so excited. I know, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that person. Yeah, I know like, they're, you part, know. they're a part of this family. <laughs> <laughs> She's like an extended cousin. Yes, yes. 
It's like, can I marry her? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait a that, minute. Wait, that, that took a turn. What? So, um... Kind of, <laughs> okay, moving along. <laughs> That's only because I'm watching Big Mouth and that, whatever. Ah, anyway. Um, and if you, if you haven't watched Big Mouth, I recommend it. Um, I second that. Yeah. There's a thing about cousins. Anyway. Um, uh. <laughs> moving along. Oh, you're on that episode. Okay. Well, I, I, I got past that episode. But, okay. <laughs> but it comes right. back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we get to Alexandria. And a whole bunch of things kind of happen there. Not too many things. But um, not, not too many things in great detail. But obviously, let's, let's get the, uh, um, the Eugene Rosita thing out of the way. Because I kind of want to get your gauge on what that was all about. Um, I don't know. I was thinking that maybe the thing with Eugene... I'm thinking maybe it will propel him to not necessarily look back when it comes down to inquiring who's on the other side of the ham radio. Because, like, there will be eventually... Eventually. Eventually. A group that is going to venture out and find out who is on the other side of this ham radio. Like, it's going to happen, you know? Um, There is basis in the comic book for it, not to give any spoilers or whatever. And Eugene's character, being that he is Eugenius, and (laughs) I love that. I'm like the the tech wizard, like he's kind of at the forefront of that. So I think this whole thing is kind of like a blessing in disguise because it's like, look, for as much as you may do for Rosita, taking care of the baby and all of that, you're not the father and you're not the husband and you're not going to be the love interest. So just, you know, put your efforts and energy elsewhere because it's not... It's not going to lead to anything here. Sorry to say, like, it's just not, you know, and it's like a hard, bitter pill to swallow, but maybe it's what's going to help propel him to do something better than what he's doing right now. You know? Yeah. I don't know. What was it about this interaction that made him finally realize that? Because he, he's been told before. I think she was uh, much more blunt and loud, louder yeah. this time. Yeah. Because other times she's been kind of curt, like, you know, just kind of like drop it or like, you know, kind of like just sort of. Yeah. Like you kind of sort of brushed it off. Yeah, yeah. That you could kind of take it as like, oh, she's just, you know, you know, she's, she's just that way. She's just a little, you know, rough around <laughs> the edges, you know, like you could kind of like sort of like explain it off or whatever you know (laughs) whereas this time around she was kind of very clear right like look you know you have no role in this whole dynamic yeah she's always found a way to kind of turn it like to get them to not talk about it maybe you're right about that yeah yeah you're gonna say something uh to kind of drop the subject yeah um well i mean for her to say he's not involved he has no part i don't i'm not so sure that that's fair i mean he definitely has involvement in coco's life and if he were to just kind of drop everything and walk away i think she'd be pretty uh she'd be pretty upset about that too although i would like to see that because i think she would immediately kind of turn around and be like but wait 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 a minute well because the reality is like he is the only one who is helping out she's been busy kickboxing and like you know the father i mean she has and like like father gabriel seems to be kind of doing his own thing sadiq is dealing with his like you know ptsd really eugene's been the only one who yeah. really has been consistently like mm-hmm. with that like child you know so yeah yeah i mean it's a shame because it's like you know you got to give the guy credit where it's due like Yes. 
But on the other hand, you know, she does kind of say like when he's sort of like, oh, you know, like there's nothing, you know, between us or whatever, she sort of gets offended and kind of, you know, brings up the point like, so our friendship is like crap, which... And he agrees that was, with that. That was especially heartbreaking, though. Like, but yeah. it is true because it's like, does our friendship mean nothing then? Like, if it's not romance, then basically this is, you know, like uh, the friendship is is. Yeah, and he says yes. And it, I think it, that's a harsher yeah. reality for her too, right? Yeah. Yeah, like he, this whole friendship exists because he thinks he can make her fall in love with him. Like it was yeah. predicated, right? Like there's a right. foundation that's missing like, in normal yeah. friendships. Right. That's what he, and that's what he says. He's but like, you, do you think he's right? Basically. I mean, in his, in his case, sure. He went into this with an idea of how he wanted it to end and it's not, it's not going to happen. No. At least not how he wants it to. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it, does it really just boil down to like, does it boil down to like tough luck for both? of them like i mean i mean because you can i can see somebody arguing the fact that like maybe maybe eugene is just being dramatic and maybe they do have a friendship he just has has to kind of crawl his way back and accept that or maybe he is right and maybe the fact that they're the foundation or the bedrock of their friendship was built on kind of a shaky one like on loose earth right they have to it could have started out that way but i think they definitely have a real friendship now you know i i I don't think it would be fair to totally throw everything away but at the same time how could he really be around her feeling the way that he does and ha- you know have to watch her with with Gabriel or whoever's next or you know what I mean yeah, yeah. How, how could he do that knowing he's totally in love with her I, I mean I would yeah. have to convince myself in a situation like that yeah yeah I, mean, I, th- I think it shows a lot of maturity on his part too though in a way he's yeah. kind of noble in that he's always been kind of noble in that respect except for like some but and that was way in the beginning <laughs> I mean look at the dynamic in his character that's changed over the course of several years like he's he's i feel like he's kind of turning into the eugene from the comic in the sense where like he has integrity to the point where he can't honestly say he's friends with someone until he really means it like there's got to be something predicated on that do you know what i mean yeah i don't think that he is quite there yet to the comic level um, but I think that this is a necessary roadblock to help propel him to maybe becoming more that person. Right. You know, right. Like to kind of shed this sort of like, you know, just completely like unhitch your wagon to this thought. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to, to the, this, this hope that this is going to happen and just free yourself from that and kind of yeah. move forward. Yeah, it's a better well, film, but and he he and Rosita are together in the comics, and so that has plays a part in his character development as well. So mm-hmm. since that's not happening, obviously he's gonna he's gonna be a little bit different. Yeah, and not only are they in a relationship, you know, we know she gets piked in the comics too. Right, so that's totally a catalyst for every you know. So I, I mean, yeah, I think we're on the way to seeing comic book Eugene, but I, I think the only difference right now is, um, you know, is he capable of really being a leader? at this point yeah. I don't think he's quite there just yet yeah. on his way but not yeah. quite right yeah I agree I agree um, okay uh, so I think we've beaten that horse to death too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole Dante and Sadiq thing oh like, I could I could go on <laughs> alright I, I, I give you the floor my dear because that <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm know. feeling I'm feeling the same bo, bojangles and the jingles uh, 
as you are a little. I don't I don't know how many people are going to agree with me though. Oh, so we all heard we all heard Angela Kang say that um, Dante is not necessarily going to be a love interest for Maggie. BS. I think he's going right. to be somebody's love interest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was so immediate and so forceful. You're like Gamma talking to Alexandria. Her. Her. It's happening. Sorry. Sometimes shit like this happens on the show. It's happening. I've already mentioned it. It's happening. It will happen. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. Now let's let Rachel finish her thought in spite of how hilarious that was just now. Sorry. What are you feeling, Rachel? I'm, I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a little something between Dante and Sadiq there. Mm-hmm. You think? <laughs> I I haven't really made up my I mind. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's reciprocal, but I I feel like Dante's you know look looking at Sadiq a certain way. Oh, I blame myself. I, I I blame myself because I mentioned something on the in the first episode, and I really shouldn't have. And it was a fanfic um, drawing by oh, something Prettya on Instagram. I can't remember it by pretty or something like that, which shows Aaron looking over his shoulder as Sadiq is Dante's eyeing him down. Uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't I mention didn't, that. Well, I've been thinking, honestly, I've been thinking this since the very moment we've, we've saw Dante. Cause uh-huh. yeah. Because one of the first things he's, he's talking to Sadiq and Sadiq's like right in the middle of one of his zone out, you know, yeah. thousand mile bears. And he's like, dude, you're staring at my mouth. Do you want to kiss me or what? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, I can see this. I'm for it. <laughs> I don't know, though. I, I kind of think of Dante as just being like a, a really brash sort of like thinking that everybody just wants is to. into him. <laughs> Everybody's just kind of like into him. Um, I don't know. For me, the thing that I think that I kind of took away more with from Sadiq's situation is that one, I really, really, really need to understand what, and I'm, and I'm sure we're going to get more layers kind of peeled from what happened that evening like when Alicia. everyone was like murdered mm-hmm. because it, it, there just seems to be more to it. There just yeah. seems to be more to what happened in that, in, in, in that shed or, or when, when they captured everybody because he's, he, there's trauma there, but I don't know if it's mixed with guilt. Um, and I don't know if it's guilt from uh, omission from feeling that he didn't act. I don't know if it's guilt because he acted in a way that, you know, put the lives of all these people at risk and, and killed. Like, but there's something there. Yep. And I and I also think like there's Rachel, I mean, you know about this. There's a, a very significant uh, death that happens during the Whisper or Whisper War that involves a water tower. Yes. I don't think I know. that the character that it occurs to in the comic will be the one that it occurs to on the show. And you think I it's think, Sadiq? I think it's Sadiq. I think that... I, that would be tragic. I 100% agree with you. And I think the scene we saw with Carol is foreshadowing of that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's that's very true. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to bring up two things that people have brought up. Well, one that I will bring up and then and base it off of a comment Miss Mazel just said right now. So. 
One is that you do see a genuine flash to something we haven't seen before in his flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm going to tell you what I noticed because I watched mm-hmm. this shit in full screen. <laughs> One of his flashes is of Alpha holding up a knife horizontally, yes. his blood uh-huh. dripping off of it. Yeah. And what she says straight into the camera, assuming this camera is Sadiq's eyes, right. is good. Yes. Yeah, so you have to wonder, did she make him do that? Did he do it? Like, was he forced to? Like, I Wait, you know? did I say this on the air? Because I, do you remember when I was editing the first episode and I said something crazy in the chat about how I went a little far and I'm sorry, but I had said, what if? Um, we've been toying around with this and like, we've been kicking this around a little bit. Well, like, what, no, but what if Sadiq made the actual cuts? Like maybe, mm-hmm. what if Sadiq actually made the killing, at least the killing blows mm-hmm. because of his surgical skills? Do you I said this, ah, damn it, I didn't say it on the air because I realized it afterwards and I was like, then it went down a yeah. religious path that I'm not going to discuss. I'm so upset at myself for not even bringing it up once. But th- when I saw this flash, I'm like, oh my God, am I right? Yeah. I don't want to be right. Well, but I think it's possible, but not necessary. Because we've, no. se- we've already seen Alpha take off heads before. So we know yeah, she's capable of she's doing, capable of doing so it. Yeah. She didn't need him to do that. Right. right? He might, But she still could have made him. Yeah. Right, right. And, it, and what I said in the chat was it would make sense for him to do it because if he he was the one to at least do it, he would do it in the least painless way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like him having the surgical skill to be able to cut the, the, uh, the. Well, you'd have to kill him first. The jugular. Yeah. Before you even begin to cut their head off. Yeah. You have to kill them, kill them painlessly. Right. And, and then sever the head. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's what I mentioned in the chat with you guys while I was editing the episode, I was like, oh my God, it could be like kosher slaughter, which technically is done via a fine, unnotched, like microscopic unnotched blade and mm. it's it's so specific as to not the co- to cause the animal harm which is like we're going mm. into the kashrut thing again but like how you kill a, an animal for meat is so specific and that even one mistake renders it unkosher because the animal is not supposed to feel pain and so what I was thinking in terms of just boiling that down to Sadiq was like okay would you rather the whispers cut their head off or if given the choice the Sophie's choice like Sadiq would volunteer say, I totally thought Sophie's choice I totally thought Sophie's choice with the situation. Right. Oh, and yes. And Milani brings up the fact that she thought he pleaded for Rosita's life by help, helping Alpha capture them. And I mentioned that in the episode, if you remember. You Milani, did. By the yeah. Way. You did throw that um, out there. It's worth bringing up again. But, uh, but going back to the barn, though, it really shocked me to have this revelation. And I, I couldn't help myself. I'm like texting everybody in the middle of the night. Nobody responded, obviously, because they're asleep. <laughs> Thank goodness. But I, I'm, I'm almost like, how? That's dark. <laughs> First of all, and the fact that we have this little flash to make me think that this is a possibility is making me think, oh my God, this has been through so much more. It's become more and more apparent that there was definitely more to it than what we think. And I think that's why like eventually he will make, he will, he'll be a big figure in wanting to fight against the whispers and he will go down in a more, in a, in a more grandiose death than the deaths of his colleagues and right. friends, basically. Right. Um, oh, which yeah. brings me, I'm sorry, to Miss Mazel's comment, which made me think of this. I, I heard an interesting theory that Sadiq freaks out when he sees Carol because he killed them or Henry. She said Hennessy, but I know she meant Henry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hennessy. Yeah. I'd kill a I bottle of that. Hennessy if I found that out. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That, that that's what triggered me. So I had to I had to so, go into yeah. while he's while he's trying to remove the glass. That's why he's freaking out. Is that what you mean? Was it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that flash, right? He sees this little the thing with the horizontal blade and blood dripping. Yeah, good. Yeah. Ooh, bad news for the Sadiq. Um. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Milani was like saying, uh, and, and I thought this too, Milani. <laughs> I kind of went a little too far in my reasoning, but uh, he he told Carl he was releasing walker's souls when he was out there that could be a, a variation you know on what he did basically mm. so mm. that's dark right okay yeah yeah but I, I think the other thing about dante that i wanted to kind of talk about is i mean just really just i like that we get a little bit more dimension to his character that he's not this one i do appreciate that thing. no i do i do appreciate that we got dimension to him very quickly in terms of like that he you know because in the sh- in the comic you know he's a he's a martial fighter but we don't know we don't get where he came from previously um before obviously all of this happened so it's kind of nice that they kind of fleshed him out to say like you know he was in the army and he was a a army medic and he was in the the war in iraq and you know the things that he saw like it just gives him you know dimension which i always i mean i always like when they do that with any of the characters because it just fleshes them out more especially with a character like him that in the comic and obviously on the show also like you know me and rachel were so excited when they introduced him because he fit the mold so well in terms of like the Dante character that's so brash and confident and cocky Cocky. like just yeah like (laughs) but I'm glad that they flushed him out also because did you get a little bit of that in the comic like any sort of like no the comic mm. isn't as much as the comic is great like I mean it was written by Robert Kirkman (laughs) he's the guy's guy yeah he, he, there's there's not as much fleshing out of like certain characters, you know. So I appreciate that you know Alpha's very fleshed out and and Dante's being very fleshed out too, which is great because it just gives you some more insight to like, okay, I'm getting more insight into what this guy's about. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it's it looks like he's almost faking it till he makes it too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. And on a level, on a level. Right, right, right. But I, I wanted to make one more comment. It kind of goes along the lines of like talking about sexuality but like I, I if you had to nail me down on one or the other i would say well if if negan could have a father gabriel like someone who gets to know him a, a little bit better then mm-hmm. why can't dante have sadiq in a way you know so like okay he's gonna let his, his confidence down just a little bit to kind of empathize with him right you know? right so i kind of compare the two and say okay maybe he's the only one that gets a little bit of real dante just like yeah. gabriel gets a little bit of real negan really yeah and and i do see dante similar to like a negan in that same respect you know a lot of bravado a lot of showmanship the kind of stuff you know like you don't necessarily get to see you know vulnerability necessarily you know mm. that's you're not going to get much of a glimpse of that you know only a select few can can see that you know can get close yeah yeah um because we already talked about michonne and the extended sneak peek kenrick green etc etc skin i like how they they're call, they're starting to refer them to them as the skins quote it's unquote interesting um, which is, in- yeah, it, it, it's like less menacing. It's more like, okay, this is more grounded in reality. Like there's mm-hmm. less mythos to them, right? Yeah, yeah. There's exactly. more pathos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, interesting thing, Aaron is stoking the flames of war. And then you start to see it for the first time, the silence, of the whispers, or, well, here's the thing. They, they spray paint silence, of the whispers, but the next episode I think is called silence, the whisperers, but Lydia seems troubled at Aaron's call to war. Okay. Which it seems to me like if Aaron's calling war, then Alpha's plan is working. And Lydia's like, oh, this is stupid. And you do see a scene with Lydia in, in, with bloody fingers going, shh to the high right. woman that spoke up in the last town hall. Yes. So what's going on there, huh? Um, now, we we jump to the hilltop where Ezekiel is present, okay? And something it seems like something terrible happened there, like a big-ass tree trunk, you know, which we saw in the teaser, is is down the, the front walls or the front doors of the, the hilltop. Luke asks Connie if she thinks it's them, you know, the whisperers. And Connie's like, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I hope I did that right. I hope I didn't, like, offend somebody. Uh, because I just did like this. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Is, is that right? Did that date? I did that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. I'm not bad. Okay. Um, moving. I have a speak with a New York accent. <laughs> I signed with a New York accent. <laughs> I signed with a New York accent. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but Earl, so, so Connie says she doesn't think so, but Earl is like just jumps to paranoia. Earl Sutton, yeah. the blacksmith. Um, Hilltop is under attack after that. And and a walker horde approaches the hilltop gates. And that's where we leave off. The, these are pretty cut and dry sneak peeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. I want to read this comment. Uh, the walking the walking D-head. I can go so many places with that. Uh, I don't think Lydia should have been allowed to stay. I feel like she's always going to go to her mama if she needs her. I think that's intentional. But I love that you said it because then we could contrast. No, because I think that that is what's going to play into it. Like, is it's like... It, they are going to make you think that Lydia is going to have some sort of sympathy for Alpha. And why wouldn't yeah. she, right? It's her mom, right? Especially like, now that we've seen this more emotional side of Alpha. Like, this is not, mm -hmm. I, you know, this is uncharted territory for Carol and I. Like, this is not yeah. the character we know. And no. so... Nope. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really, that, that was my question last episode too. If Lydia yeah. knew how her mother felt, would she go back? Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think I it matters. Still, yeah, I still can't answer it. I, I don't. But I, I, I hear what, and the reason why you can't is because, I mean, they're going to play with it. Yeah. Well, They're going to leave you in that gray zone. Right. It's her mom. I yeah. mean, it's her mother. Yeah. I mean, no matter yeah. what. It's, yeah. I yeah. Don't. Oh, but mm. then Miss Mazel comes, Miss Mazel takes the rear and she goes, oh, yep. Lydia going to make, going to take mommy's head. <laughs> See, and I could, I could see that too. Like I, I, I could see both. I could see both ways. Yeah, and not be surprised at all. Yeah. Oh, and freakish order taking up the ring. She goes, if the Alexandrians treat her like shit, then it's very plausible for Lydia to return to her people. Lol. That's that's true too. If <laughs> Lydia doesn't feel accepted, she has all the more reason to go back to the people who who left her. Yeah. There's a lot of dimensions to this. Bernie <laughs> yeah. says. Bernie Sanders <laughs> yeah. on the show now. Um, oh my god! <laughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> Milani says, "I feel Lydia walked away for good." Ooh. 
I wonder how Lydia would feel about Gamma. Well, that's and the interesting question. Perfect timing because Walani says Gamma may come after Lydia when she finds she's alive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Is... What's going to happen when when all the whispers find out that Lydia's still alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alpha's going to yeah. have some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Alpha, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> and like even the Walking D head says, "I've been thinking the horde is from Beta. Like, who else could it be? Like, if it doesn't fit her mom's actions, or um." Could it all be Gamma? Is that what's throwing everybody off? All these little herds that keep coming? Because she mm-hmm. says it's, it's not her. Well, she said it's not us. Oh, not us. She says not us. Not us. Mm. Not us. Well, I think it is, and I wanted to bring this up at the beginning of the episode because the point that Eugene tries to make at the town hall. Yeah, I heard that that too. It could just be the crash. Yeah. It could just be that. Right. And it's dispersing the already crazy horde and we're all freaking out and getting paranoid for nothing. That was kind of funny where it's like, I'm so tired of hearing about the damn fire and satellite, Eugene. I'm like, from the highway woman person? Yeah. I was like, like, poor Eugene. Show the man some respect. That's a valid point. It (laughs) is a very valid point. It's a very, Mm -hmm. And doesn't it show like a kind of regression to the way we used to treat Eugene? I mean, again, this is them being 24 hours up and 48. I don't even know at this point. Sleep deprivation is a real thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Freak Shorter saying the uh, Gamma definitely has another layer to her. Would be interesting if she wanted to overthrow Beta and eventually Alpha. By the way, Freak Shorter, this is what I've been trying to say the whole time. Yeah, yeah we've covered. Think, we've I'm more threatened by her. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Anyway, so I think if I think if Alpha was sending all these little herds, she would she would take claim. I mean, why would they? Yeah, she would. Why would they say it's not that? I mean, she most definitely wants people to fear her. So if she's sending yeah. all these little herds, she'd be like, "That's right, it was me." Yeah. Look what I can Exactly. She would claim it. She wouldn't. I'm very intrigued. I, I, and I, it, I think it's very possible that it's not. It is not the whispers. I think it right. really. I is, don't think. It, but I, I also think do think they want to make Carol crazy. So there's. I think there's two different things going on here too. Wait, wait. You mean the little herds or or the visions of? Oh, whispers? the visions scenarios, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Like no, they're totally they are definitely following the two the leaders, trying to make trying to wear them down, make them make rash rash decisions, or maybe go them into war, and, and maybe the maybe the walkers just happens to be an incidental pressure so who knows yeah, yeah i mean who knows and that's that's the beauty of what's going on here is that we're noticing that wait maybe it isn't them well maybe it is them but definitely mm-hmm. them fuck that so i mean that's the thing so it could be anything and and like w- the walking d head says beta has been questioning alpha's actions late, a lot lately i don't also i don't think i don't like the whispers but i feel like when they say something they're not lying right right when they're yeah. saying something they're not lying and so yeah i don't know <laughs> my god your husband just said it's like Murphy from Z Nation sending the herds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We always have to bring Z Nation. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's a good place as place as any to end off on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you guys are coming in, by the way, right now and 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 by, bringing up some really good shit for the next yes. episode, because all this is going to come to play in the psychology of what what wait is that what we're supposed to think or is that what we're supposed to think? Could be anybody's guess. Could be all of them actually too. So yeah. And and what if the stuff from the from the spacecraft is attracting the walkers? Could be that. Find out next time of the next. <laughs> Squawking dead. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we got this way right from the beginning of the show. So, um, 
Uh, so do us a favor. If you are on YouTube, Mixer, St- Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, give us a like. Leave any comments about what you think about this episode and what we should be talking about. Um, they're going to become very important as we do pre-recorded episodes. So um, take that to the bank and stuff it. Uh, I'm going to be announcing in our next pre-recorded, actually before our pre-recorded episode, talking about Walker Stalker experiences, positive ones. Um, I'm going to be unveiling uh, the subscription system because I got some very positive feedback on whether I just need two people to start with, two dedicated people to start subscribing to us um, on this new system. And I will unveil it over the next couple of days repeatedly so that it gets your attention. Um, And then also in the pre-recorded show, I will say, oh, you might notice that we're not live. Anyway, so I'll be discussing that more later. But in the meantime, leave a like, comment, subscribe to all those things. It really does help the show. Um, And uh, yeah, and you know what? Even though we will be pre-recording the show we will be in the live chat when we premiere it so stay tuned we'll give you ample time to join us uh hopefully (laughs) i think that's it like it it feels weird to not have housekeeping like to not have something on the horizon that we can inform you about but uh also now that the giveaway is up i have to remind you if you do listen to us on the audio podcasts um leave a rating in stitcher and or apple podcasts we actually are on charts believe it or not uh and we're on the austrian charts three different austrian charts right Okay, I'm just letting you know right now. What? Um, but we could really use the help. I know, it's weird. I'll show you next time. <laughs> I'll take a screenshot, but uh, <laughs> on on iTunes actually, um, it's really weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it has been helping. So please help us with a rating in, a, in a, uh, on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. So or anywhere um, podcasts are are available to you, because um, we are everywhere. To so go to Squawking Dead Me Menu, listen. And with that, I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in a few days. I hope. <laughs> Good night, folks. Bye. Do it. Do it. Do it. End the show. End the show. End it now. Hurry. I can't wave like this for longer.